Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this, it's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life, and ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it. I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste, and the taste is actually really refreshing, and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good. Um, and it's good for you. So remember that this one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible. Just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer and he had, he had those every single day. He said it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash OLLC to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meat, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. And get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Athleticgreens.com slash OLOC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, liquid death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Dude, this is this fucking microphone check. Thank you, man. These, these fucking drawers are sick. <laughs> Wait, so did the HGTV do these drawers too? Yeah, that's uh, that's. Oh, uh, I didn't know they did the drawers. Yeah, too. that's uh, that's car paint.
Yeah, I was going to say that looked like some straight pinstriping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So dope. Oh, damn. That, yeah, yeah, that's who did it. Some famous uh, pinstriping car guy. That's so oh, I wow. Should, I should know his name by now because he did my house. But <laughs> they, they just they brought him in during the TV show and they just did it, you know? That's so Oh, okay. Cool. Did it writing over there and yeah. That's so tight. Damn. <clears throat> We're recording now. So welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, got my brother from another mother, Mr. Chappelle Lacey, next to me. Thank yeah. you for being here, man. Thanks for having me. As it's always. like the mafia. You try to leave the mafia, and they always bring you back. You tried to leave the podcast world, and I always <laughs> <laughs> in my kitchen. I, I'll, I'll stop by occasionally. No, I, I, I love having you here. I'm affiliated. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, finally, in my kitchen, like we talked a few minutes ago. Yeah, we met briefly. We have so many mutual friends, respect for each other in the music world. Uh, Jason Butler, sir. Thank you for being here, man. Dude, thank yes. you for having me, for real. Do people call you Jason Fever? Yeah, actually, I see that. I see it in a lot of people's phones. Jason Fever. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> like, they be like, t- like when they're like, "Oh, I'm like, I saw you. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. have a last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's weird because like, I feel like all you bands do that. Yeah. All you, like ba- all you bands. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm just saying, you people. Yeah, you people. <laughs> you people do that because it's like, oh, Freddie Madball. True. You know, like, oh, yeah, like, like I Toby feel like H2O. you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah Toby yeah, H two O. Like, you yeah. guys have your band names as your last names. That's kind of weird. Yeah, I, didn't, I never even thought about that. I wonder That's why crazy. people do that. Yeah, we don't do that in comedy. You don't? <laughs> Maybe you should start. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> or you could, you could be Chappelle, Mad Peaceful. I could. Damn. That's yeah, band, like, it's got a band called Mad Peaceful. Yeah, I saw that. That's hard, by the way. Oh yeah, I thanks. love that you're doing all that. Yeah, so I, I'm having fun with it. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are playing program this week. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. What? Like this weekend? Yeah, uh, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, tomorrow. Wait, today's Thursday. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yo, I'm not playing. I'm gonna try to pull up. My dad is playing in Long Beach, so that's like at least like down that way. Oh, oh wow. wow. So I might. Yeah, try if to pull you can up. make it, that'd be great. Hell yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool dope. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have them in my notes. Your dad's singer in a soul group. Yep. Yep. That's how it all started. I guess that's how it all started. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's like probably all those things early on in life with you, that you don't know did anything to you. Yeah. And they got lodged into your brain. But your uncle, your uncle from Scotland turned you on to Bush and that stuff. That's he it, He loves bro. Bush. Yo, oh, really? I, I Hell love yeah. Bush, he loves bro. Oasis and got yeah. beef, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't have beef. I don't know who else sold each I other. I mean, that. Oasis that has beef with everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, real talk. <laughs> right. But they can, right? Because they're literally like the biggest band ever. Yeah. 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 Are you Oasis fan too? Yeah. Just songwriting wise, it's like unbelievable, uh, right? Yeah. It's unbelievable. You look at like, obviously you can't compare these two, but like the Beatles and then you look at, at the, their trajectory and songwriting and what, like they were 10 years for a band or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Oasis, I don't know how long they were. It felt like they were here for a second. to 09. Oh, oh, so they was for a minute. Yeah, for I a minute. I thought the brothers Damn. like killed each other and the one came back as a zombie <laughs> or something. The one came back to life. Yeah, I thought he like was raised from the dead or some shit. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> all right, so you were born in Inglewood. Yes, sir. Nice. So how was, no how was it? Up yes, to no good. How was it growing up there? It, honestly, I I I look back now comparatively, or or sort of like um, re, uh, relatively to how I live now, the spaces I'm in now, so you know, socioeconomically and artistically, and I'm really thankful. I'm so thankful for growing up in Inglewood, um, just because I think the the necessity, the the element of necessity that you have to make things happen in Inglewood, especially if you're trying to make do a band or be skateboarding or things like yeah. that. You really got to be about your shit. Like, you really have to because you'd be getting punked. I was getting punked on the way to school, coming home from school until I wasn't, you know, until I was popping, you know. And yeah. Then, yeah. And I feel like that's um, a, a sort of a, a character trait that you can only get from a place like Inglewood or places like Inglewood around yeah. the world, you know. Do you have siblings? Yeah, I got a, I got a little sister and I got 
uh, older brother. He's my half brother, but he's my brother. And then I got like seven other brothers and sisters that I don't even know. I met one. Wow. Yo, I have a story <laughs> Damn, for you that's right now. Wild. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> I have a story for yeah. you. I've never told this publicly. Let's I'm going to do this for you, Toby. Check Thank you. When I was uh, like 20, I was with my girlfriend and my best friend. We went to see my dad play. He was playing a, like a low rider fest with uh, Zapp and Roger Ooh, and like, yeah, some other yeah. folks. And we pulled up and it was at the Gibson Amphitheater, which now is something else. But he was playing. I pull up. I go, hey, I'm here to see Elon. That's my dad's name. They're like, oh, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. I said, Jason Butler. They're like, oh, we don't have that. We have another name. And I said, oh, Jason Elon Butler. That's my first name is Jason Elon. And this woman comes up to me. She says, are you Elon's son by chance? I said, yes. And she kissed me in front of my girlfriend. And she goes, give that to your dad. Walks away. I was like, damn, that's weird. <laughs> then <laughs> because, of, because of that moment, yeah. everyone's looking. And then another young sister comes up to me. She said, are you Elon's son? And I was like, uh, yes, but I have to go. I thought she was going to do some weird shit again. Yeah. She goes, <laughs> she goes, no, actually, I'm uh, his daughter. And I was like, you know what? He told me I was going to meet you tonight. She goes, really? I said, yeah. You know what? Just walk up to that window right there. Your name will be on the guest list. Obviously, you'll be in there. I'll see you inside. She goes, I don't know. I'm, I'm serious. Go ahead. You'll be right there. But I got to go in. Go, I go in. Don't see her the whole night. Pull up backstage. Walk past Ice T, which was tight. He was at the spot. I'm like, what's yeah. up? And um, <laughs> walk over a body bag. And then, then <laughs> he, and then I talked to my dad. He goes, hey, that was a great show. Oh, cool. He goes, hey, I want you to meet somebody. I was like, oh, no, dad, I already met. And he brings another girl wow. to meet me. It's your sister. I said, that's not who I met outside. I didn't say this, but in my head, I'm going, I, I didn't. I didn't meet that one outside Ooh. and this and my girlfriend my friend look at me like you're gonna say something didn't say nothing my dad to this day is never doesn't know if he hears the podcast he'll finally know yeah that I met my other sister by accident outside because wow, she was there because she heard Elon was playing while she was in town wow crazy Holy right shit. that is Rolling crazy. Stone you're Rolling yeah, Stone yeah you're Rolling Stone <laughs> <laughs> for real Rolling Stone crazy Holy shit crazy yeah so you, you just grew up around music Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! All everywhere, everywhere, and it's funny too. Like in Inglewood, and my dad, like you know, my dad was making music in the garage. He had a makeshift studio in our, um, like we were in a triplex by that time. Yeah, and so he had a garage in the back, and he had, um, you know, all this stuff like old school Pro Tools, old school Apple <laughs> Mac, you know. Yeah. But man, it would just be like weed smoke and his homies and and music. It was like every damn day and. You know, as I grew up, I just, you know, I would I would sneak into his garage. He didn't really let me fuck with his stuff. So I would go in and learn to, to teach myself guitar, keys, bass, nice. singing and stuff. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and uh, how are you as a student? You know what? Honestly, pretty good. Like pretty good until I until punk rock. You know, <laughs> like to be honest. Punk rock that's, that's ruins and saves yeah, your lives. Yo, yes. <laughs> right? 100%. You know what I'm saying? It's like this crazy sort of like, I don't know, like uh, academic ambivalence. You know, you, yeah. you go in and you're like, all right, well, this is all systemically, you know, it, institution it's an institution and i don't believe in this institution and it's putting me this these bells came from the industrial revolution just to get you in and out of your you know your 10 minute lunch to back into the fucking factories fuck that and you're like yeah. but i also like this american history shit because it may, lets me fight back like so you know you're just like going in at this like weird ambivalence with with uh, being studious 
but around high school when i really got into like i'm t- like when i got into like punk rock punk rock for real like i was starting to get into you know nausea and like Oof, disco- you know damn. like yeah like getting into like yeah. you know that shit and a lot of anarcho punk rock i was like nah fuck this yeah. like this is here to, to destroy my soul you know <laughs> so uh i just stopped fucking caring it wasn't yeah. even about oh i'm not doing well because it's, it's just literally i was like this doesn't interest me yeah like yeah. the result right yeah. the result of this institution does not appeal to me yeah yeah and there was no access to anything else that did right and that's why i really see like a lot of my homies i know why people get into because look we grow up and we're told in a western world where capitalism and judeo-christian values you know are, are what this foundation sits upon right like this is what we we base most of the western world off of yeah you need to make money that's what they're telling you. You need to make money. And we can give you this path and this path, and we're only going to let you make this much, but at least you could pay your rent, maybe have a kid, and maybe get through with a car. You see why people go, well, if that's all I'm getting out of this, then I'm going to go deal drugs. And if that's all I'm getting out of this, then I'm going to go and, and fi- or, or try to be a good basketball player or a good soccer player or a whatever, or an artist. Yeah. You see why these um, alternative pathways are forged i do at least i did and no I, I, did. I completely agree because i, I felt that it. with school like you know like yeah i wasn't dumb I, I and i honestly just didn't care right but there was just something about this pocket yep that i was just like man i don't like this pocket mm-hmm. I like you know that, and meanwhile yeah. and meanwhile like a lot of people that i looked up to like when i when i heard when when dave Grohl said he dropped out of high school i'm like Right. Look at Dave Grohl. You feel me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's, He's like, Dave Grohl. He <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, that's my hero. There you, you go. Know, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. So that. So it's interesting that, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people really break it down that way because a lot of times, yeah, I think when, you know, us punks and hardcore kids, like when when we're looked at like that, we're looked at as like crazy. Uh-huh. So totally. it's like no, there's uh-huh. this pocket that we just don't necessarily. I mean, I know more successful people. In punk and hardcore, yep. than I do with my homies that work like regular jobs. Absolutely. I know people in punk yeah, and hardcore that make more than my homies that work at corporate jobs. Real talk, damn. Real you, talk. you know what I'm saying? Real talk. Yeah. I mean, look again. Speaking from like a place of you know where we was you know section respectfully, housing, you yeah. know of course, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you know I, where I grew up. Uh, again, the demographic from which I hail. Look, the 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 dude, the guy, and the gal w- were were dealers or they just did something that wasn't uh as let's say orthodox right yeah. like dice across the street i'll never like my my are like my neighbor who showed me that you could even I, and it ain't even about money right like it's not about money it's about having the sense of liberation in a world that tells you it needs to be financial right yeah and he had that he had like a, he had cool fun cars it wasn't even to get from like here to the store he just had a car that he thought looked cool and just sat there all the time (laughs) to have that type of liberation i was like man also being like me being you know at the time like at the time i it certainly like was less white passing but even being a light skin in inglewood and just seeing other brothers uh, of, of all different like shades kind of make something out of themselves in a place where we keep getting told we shouldn't or yeah. we can't I was like just so I don't know I was just inspired and I wouldn't even think about what he was really doing as bad you know the the drug dealing the, right. the hustling I didn't really yeah. see it like that um, but that's because it's again that's that's sort of environmental right you're taught by your environment what is right and what is wrong and then you go out into say like a school 
you know, public school, Los Angeles Unified School District for me. I went just outside of my in my little area and I met all these white people. And it was <laughs> I swear, I swear, I swear. I met all these white people and they were like, they were like, Oh, you live where? And you've seen what? And you like all these things that were just so uh extra I don't I guess like extraordinary or tremendously like almost confusing for a lot of people yeah. was everyday life for me. Yeah. I guess. So I haven't really talked about this in a while. So I guess it's like a therapy session. I'm just getting it out. But yeah, yeah get it no, out. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. And then coming into punk rock in the beginning, in the beginning I was like, "Oh, I see a lot of these similarities cuz it was like really for me at the time I was like Gangster rap. That was like the big thing for me, you know? Like, that was what I got my... I remember my brother bringing me... You're dog, in the heart of it. Dude, yeah. straight up. My, my brother gave me Doggy Style on a cassette tape. Yeah. He Sick. was like, don't tell um, your mom yeah. about this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, for sure. And I ran it. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is like adversarial, <clears throat> you know, against something. And, and it's sort of pushing against the grain in its own way. But it's funky and it's smooth. But it's still like dangerous. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I found those qualities. The danger is what I really think I loved about gangster rap. About most music and art. Is the danger. Again the, the relative danger. Um, when, you, when compared to the status quo. And so I got that. And then. I saw punk rock through skateboarding videos. Yeah. Again. Same. <clears throat> you know what I mean? That's, that, was that, a, that was the soundtrack. Yeah, that, that was, was the soundtrack. soundtrack. Every time, right? Yeah. And you would go from yeah. Souls of Mischief to The Faction. You know, yeah. Steve yes. band, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you, and you'd be like, fuck it. This is cool. 93 uh-huh. Till to Skate and Destroy. Like, yeah. whatever, dude. That's cool. Same, dude. You know? And it was a vibe. And I think that I think that I grew up in a time where if you were able to access it, you could understand it. And it wasn't as abstract as it, it may have been from like this middle period where I was seeing... <clears throat> even me like where we were reje- kind of rejecting things like no i don't listen to fucking uh lincoln park you know what i'm saying or you know what i'm saying which is, well i never did that but my homies did you know and because it was like mainstream yeah um but then as you see the the underground bleed into the mainstream then you, you're challenging yourself to go like well is it because it's cool or is it because it's easy to monetize or is it because for whatever and uh i think that all of it at the end, the whole, this whole reason I'm even bringing this up is I believe that the pers- the perception of punk rock and hip hop and all these alternatively leaning uh, areas is just how you feel. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, the, I agree. I, I completely agree with you because I've always said this, like the energy I get from listening to Black Flag's Damage is the same energy I get from listening to Straight Outta Compton. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? True, like yes. it, it's like, Obviously, it's different tones. Yeah, you know what I mean. But there's just this energy that carries that. Like I'm like, man, like they're almost talking about totally. somewhat of the same. Somewhat yeah, of the Matt same. Mad Ball, Mob Deep. Yo, thing, <laughs> yeah. Real Do you talk. know what I mean? Real talk. Both New York, both different yeah. areas of New York, same street shit. Different. I, I love that. It, I love, I love that, that it's shit, able dude. to do that. Yeah. You know, and I think it's yeah. one of the few genres that could get that kind of connection. Wow. I've never. You know what? That's so real. I've never thought about that's crazy yeah, that I've never I be thought thinking, about. I've been thinking about this shit yeah. all the time. <laughs> that's crazy though, because hardcore, that's what I that's what made me gravitate to hardcore specifically was I saw dudes from the hood at shows. Mm-hmm. Eventually I started seeing or I was going to shows in Linux, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like in South Central. Like yeah. we were having shows out there. Um at the time we had um there was like more to pride. 
and uh, make move and uh-huh. like like dudes from the hood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and we was like, all right, oh, I see this. And the connection though is the adversity that you're describing in hardcore from these at least those bands. Yeah, is quite similar to a lot of the rap music. Well, yeah, because you got to yeah. think also too. You know, hardcore and hip hop are both are you know th- those are genres that people look at kind of as like mm. you know because think about what mo- like Rebellious most pe- most people yeah. most people exce- yes. accept alternative rock most people wow. accept you know the pop wow music yeah. you know what I mean so like hip hop and you know hardcore and punk rock aren't necessarily accepted by everybody right like wow. I think about this just one time so when I was a kid this was in junior high uh, seventh grade. And I remember our English teacher was like, uh, she was like, "Hey, bring in a bring in a song that makes you that that expresses who you are." Which yeah. I, I was like, "Okay, this is a dope project." <laughs> yeah. And then she goes, "But it can't be rap, right?" Wow. And so wow. I so yeah. I looked at her, and I I you know, you know, at that time seventh grade, I mean, Black Flag Damage was in the brain. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So I looked at her. I said, uh, "I said, excuse me." I said, um, "Why why not rap?" She goes, "I I just don't like it." And I go, I go, I go, "Why would you ask?" us to bring in a project wow. that helps us express ourselves mm. but meanwhile you limit it when it when it talks about hip-hop wow and she and she was just like this is not up for discussion i go well it should be because i was like Ooh. what if somebody does because she had beatles on her wall right i said what if someone said they didn't like the beatles you feel me what if someone said fuck the beatles you feel me and, and I'm also saying, yeah. what were the beatles they was taking drugs they was yeah fucking, and I, they and was that's what i'm saying shit. yeah exactly so mm. it, so like but me being such a music nerd, right, like right, I just right. like understood, right? Because it was a musical project. Right. But I, but I like stood up for that. I got kicked out of her class, but still, like Good. it was just, Good. it's just interesting. But 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 that's the thing of hip hop and like hardcore and punk is like it's just not looked at as like wow the masses of like, you know that's why when you see someone in a in a we talk about this all the time you see someone in a GBH shirt you go oh yeah person with it yeah. city <laughs> you, baby what's up yeah. exactly yeah, yeah 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 you know what I'm saying yeah. so like that I think that's the why that exists and why those two genres are able to connect so well because wow. you know think about suicidal you know suicidal tendencies like you know like that's like a combination yes. of yes both yeah yes that's a set they that's are a, a set they are a set, <laughs> they are <laughs> set. SD's a set straight up I knew like we had a band called Scare Tactic from Venice yeah and I didn't realize <laughs> I did not realize that it was an ST like and they were affiliated and they worked at the shop they worked oh, at the wow. you know what I'm saying Damn. and so like as I got older seeing those affiliations was really cool for me uh, again coming from um, my homies again my neighbors my homies a lot of like they're, they're still active uh, if not RIP you know what I'm saying like they're they were from the they were from these sets they were from the block they were banging and so it was just interesting when i started to see that maybe it wasn't i wasn't the only like anomalous person from this area that likes this type of music yeah you know that's but, yeah but i, I to, back to that point though real quick when the teacher said it can't be rap and then said it's not up for discussion she's giving she's almost like explaining or saying without saying it, like uh, how re- it's debasing. It's debasing culturally to me, right? Yeah. yeah. And 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 that to me is a lo- uh, a sort of micro representation of the institution that is public school or just yeah. schooling Great typically, point. right? Yeah. yeah. It's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can be free and an artist except for these things. And what if you like those things? Well, you can't do them. And we're not even going to tell you why. We're going to stop you here. It's prohibitive in a way where if you do it, you're going to lose. Yeah. 
That's crazy to think about. Well, think, I'm, I'm sitting here it looking at. I'm like, hey, you got people that like because because when she said that, I'm I'm looking at other cats that were like, what? Like, yeah, man, we can't bring in hip hop. That's crazy. You, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here looking at it. It's like, you, how you old got, are you then? This was seventh grade. Yeah, so I'll then, never forget it. I, I know the teacher's name yeah, so and everything. Then, so then some kids I'll are probably thinking like, day. am I listening to bad music? Should right. I stop listening to him? The teacher right. says like, right. It's her question like, what you like? And her perception of hip hop is like. Think about it. But you, but Garbage. Absolutely. <laughs> and also, look, like, I don't, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm going to say what I say. I, tr- I, si- I sincerely believe that a lot of these presuppositions, like that teacher, that's, again, that's just like a very surface level preliminary example of what you see when someone's walking down the street and someone clutches their purse because somebody's too dark. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. to me, it's all the same. It really is. Th- th- that energy. All of it. All of it. I mean, you got to think, right? Like, the school that I was supposed to go to in the beginning of my school career, I did not because where I lived, uh, the property taxes, you know, for public schooling, you take the property tax and they're supposed to go to the schools. Right. And if you live in an area that's, you know, down bad economically, well, then your school is going to be down bad. And, and some yeah. of the, you know, so all of this is a, to me, it's all systemically rooted. Right. And if you're able to get out, cool so if you get out there but you still hail from this place now you've got a system whether you're now that you're out of it you have an, another system that may be advanced uh, quote-unquote advanced right this school that may be advanced because it's in a higher uh, uh, t- tax bracket area but now you've got to deal with the teacher saying that rap isn't music that you can actually represent yourself with yeah so how do you escape you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, how do you expect us to escape? And that's yeah. what I'm always wondering, you know? Also, as a teacher, like, how are you supposed to connect? That's what I'm saying. As a teacher. As a teacher. As like, a these, teacher. Are, these are kids you see every day. As a teacher. Every day for an, for an hour in your English yeah. class. Yup. You know? Yup. That reminds me of two things I want to bring up. One is that pub- Public Enemy, to me, was a hardcore punk band. Mm. Lyrically, oh, everything yeah. they were talking about, they were they were too real for the radio. Obviously, they got some radio play and some television play, but they were super punk rock to me. Yes. Man. And then the picture, the famous picture of Chuck D with Flavor Wear Minor Threat shirts. That yes. connection yes. there. And then fast forward to Shanae O'Connor when uh, the Grammys wouldn't have hip-hop as a genre and so Public Enemy was boycotting the Grammys, and then she never kind of performed on there with the Public Enemy logo on her head. Yes, Harsh. yes, it's punk as fuck. She, bro. Was, she was such a G, huh? She was. Yeah, there's so a new documentary out right now. It's incredible. Dude. Oh, I got. How she got canceled before cancel culture was yeah. speaking out against the Pope and ripping up his photo Woo, and, all, and all that <laughs> and all that stuff that happened to her in the church growing up that she sung about wow. that nobody believed. And it really happened like a year or two later after she was canceled by the industry for ripping up that picture. Wow. It's a sad doc, actually. Damn. Because they never brought it back after that, after all the truth came out about the Pope. Right. But wow. she was so punk. Yeah. Hell yeah. Every And, and again, right? I lo- See, I'm already loving this conversation. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it all comes back to your, like, who you rep- how you represent yourself is a vibe. Right, yeah. like how? What is your essence? Not like what music are you listening to? Particularly, what? Hold on, my phone. Is, I gotta turn this off. Look at me, I'm tripping. <laughs> right, uh, there you go. Airplane mode. I'm sorry, y'all. It's all good. Um, it's like what are you? What are you portraying? Um, and and not even necessarily 
Although we do have signals, right? We do have our our, our, our merch. Yeah. We do have our tattoos. We do have our, our, our styles, which I do believe in. And I think that um, is a great way to identify your tribe. Like I really do. And you can mix it up too. It ain't got to be one. It's very yeah. true. You know what I'm saying? But I like how you're rocking like a gold chain with a dead candy. Yeah. <laughs> you love that yeah. shit. I, I thought I actually did that for you. I was Thank like, you. I think he'll get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. But you know what I mean? Like I think that punk rock at its at its core is is a is an essence that you emanate you know it's and it's a a lifestyle that you participate in as often as you can right what you choose to eat yeah you when i when i became vegetarian and vegan as as a young person i i did it for it was actually political it wasn't even it was political and and environmental for me it wasn't necessarily although i do love animals um if I look at a more like, if I look at it on a scientific objective scale, I can be like, well, I mean, if we was all still hunting and catching them and do it like, yeah, like I see these incisors, like I would be biting into an animal that I caught myself and blah, blah, but we don't live th- that way no more. We don't, sure. that's not where we're living. That's not how we're living. Yeah. And the overconsumption and the political and the financial aspects of it to me was why I became um, vegetarian first and then, you know, evolved into vegan. So, you know, I it, it it's like a lifestyle. It's it is, not, man. You know what I mean? It's really it's not is. just a sound either, like hardcore no. punk and all that. Especially now, yeah. the way all the genres all mesh together. I think it's beautiful. All the different sounds, too. melodies, screaming, harder metal. Ver- There's all different versions of it too. Yes. And then the whole thing about like, I think that's the punkest thing. Also, more than just for the animals, is like, I'm not going to support this 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 evil thing that's happening. Totally. And these big companies and all this stuff. I ain't supporting any of that shit. Dude. Like. Just like I'm not going to, for me, being straight, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to support alcohol, tobacco. I'm going to fucking face my life head on, sober my whole life. And you know what I mean? Facts. You're straight edge too, right? Yep. And I love what I read about you about, um, I don't know if it was like before you claimed straight edge or looked into the straight edge thing that you weren't down with the whole militant aspect of it. That, yeah. that was kind of a turnoff for you. And that's the same for me. Like I was never, like my whole band's not straight edge. My wife's not. I was never a preachy person about yep. straight edge. It's just my personal choice. And I love that's how you embrace it as well. 100%. Oh, wow. That's man. cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Like, it, well, had you done a lot of partying growing up? Nah. Like, I've never drank in my life. I've never smoked in my life. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I love this motherfucker. Yeah. I've never, like, because when I was, again, like in the hood, and, you know, whether it was my family or friends, I was just so afraid of losing my grip. Mm. You know, I was always so afraid. You stay focused, man, where you live too. Yeah. You have to, bro. Like, I just thought it was crazy. Like we was like 10, you know, 10, 11 years old and my homeboys were smoking or drinking or, you know, and, and it was just really wild. And I would see them, you know, get caught off guard or like, you know, like they would do some things that they wouldn't typically do slipping if they were sober. Bit, yeah. Slipping for sure. Lacking always. And mm-hmm. eventually for me, I, I just wanted to do so many things that required me to have like a pretty, um, you know, sober mind, at least in the the beginning, you know, from music, skateboarding, art. But even seriously, I think a lot of it had to do with just keeping on my, you know, my like P's and Q's um, as I bring this up a lot. And I hope that anybody listening to this that may have the same experience can glean something from this. But like, again, my identity, my crisis with identity growing up just as a, a mixed person. Yeah. You know, in the hood with this white Scottish mom 
in the hood who's gangster. Like I'm she, sure. she's gangster. Like yeah, and she's in Inglewood. Bro, she was gangster. Like she would pull up on. Like we had a drive. There was a drive by. No, it wasn't. They didn't even drive. They got out the motherfucker and started shooting up Dice's crib. And they shot um, at ours. My mom gets out, like out of the house, goes out and starts banging on these dudes because we're in the in the house we're in the crib so she's banging on these dudes and they're looking like what they probably didn't know their brain probably like fritzed out for a second wow white scottish woman yelling at this dude while he's trying to light up the crib across the street you know what i'm saying Holy like shit. so those moments you know for me and just trying to again again get myself centered at a young age to where i could understand my place it just wasn't in alcohol or drugs or nothing like that. It just wasn't. And maybe that was just a pre predisposition, something that just uh, was a proclivity that was granted to me through, I don't know, like neurologically or something. Yeah. But and that's before you even knew what straight edge was. I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was. I just knew that when my homies were doing it at a young age, they was weird. Because we, we were kids. Drinking yeah. 40s and shit. Yeah, we was kids. So like a drunk kid is weird. You know, <laughs> like a drunk <laughs> kid. This, this, is, this yeah. is dope. Like hearing you guys uh, talk about this, you know, because I, I think about how, um, you know, like uh, when I when I quit drinking and, you know, like I don't, I don't smoke anymore or yeah. whatever. How long have you been no smoking now? Like five months, I think. Sick. Five, We're six almost months. edge. We're yeah, getting another almost, year. Almost, we became yeah. an edge, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a prospect. I'm a prospect. Give him his patch. He's got one X. Yeah, got one X. got one X. No, well, <laughs> you know, I, I started to think about a lot of things and, you know, to go off what you're saying and correct me if I'm wrong, but like this is the energy that I'm getting is that, you know, like the life that I have right now, I've never had before, mm. right? And so I'm doing a lot of great things. I feel really good about myself mm. as an individual. Um, you know, I feel like my mental stability is really, you know, really, really, really locked in. Wow. And I, and and you know, in in, in having that kind of like uh, and being aware of that makes me not want to drink or smoke at all. Wow. Wow. Because wow. I've I've never had any text. So so wow. it's interesting. It just validated my yeah, yeah. that thought that I had yeah. hearing you say you never wanted to get caught up. Yeah, and, and living being bullied, living where you lived, all this shit. Yeah, and yeah. also, like you but grew up sober. in an environment yeah. where it, you know, it's very, very easy. Oh look, get caught to up. Get, oh look, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So I had a, a I won't say his name because I'm not trying to whatever. But I had one of the <laughs> one of the Lakers was at my house when he the first time he got high, and my other homeboy threw a burger at the back of his head. Boom! Exploded, and they and he just like let it happen. Otherwise, he would have whooped his ass. <laughs> but in that moment, I will never forget this moment. I will. Ne- it was sitting on my little. I had three steps. Boom! That I used to like do nose stalls, and then eventually tied a bomb drop off of when I was older. Sick. Yeah. I remember he was sitting on the. I'll never forget it. He was sitting on the damn stairs, and he was first time he'd been high. We was young, and my other homie took a burger from McDonald's, twenty nine cent, you know, hamburger Tuesday. Whack! See, and I see the little diced little onions bloop flying off his yeah, head yeah, yeah. and shit, you know. And he just didn't do nothing about it. This man was tall and strong even back then. And I just remember thinking to myself, "Is this a, a an early lesson on like being like a degrading moment for yourself? Something that could be denigrating for yourself?" Um, because you're not on it. I'm now, I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm just saying that that's what went through my head, yeah. right, as a young person. So I was like, okay, I don't think I want that. Also realizing that at a young age, I did have a temper. You know, mm. I had a temper and I had a, and I had a, 
I was I was inclined to fly off the handle. That's why I skateboarded. It's why I got into fights. It's why I did all these things that were supposed to be a little more dangerous for you. I was really into it. And mm-hmm. um, a lot, like I said, a lot of my homeboys, you know, started banging and I was around that. And so I just think that I think that the one thing that I to your point that I attributed it to was being able to stop and face myself with how I felt and what I thought was going to happen next with a clear mind. Mm-hmm. You know, that was probably my biggest thing. It wasn't anything else because low key, I, I, I keep trying to get my mom who's ailed on medicinal weed. You know, again, like being like yeah. I am a I'm an actually an advocate of it. Mm-hmm. It all comes back to punk rock, right? It goes, why are you doing it? Who's telling you to do this? For what reason? Are they trying to get something out of you by selling you this thing? Are they trying to take away from you as they they and and make you believe that they're giving you something when in reality they're detracting from your very True. existence? Like it goes back to that. And that's where I find the issue with anything, with anything at all in the on, in yeah. the world. Yeah, I, I I really like if my dad or whoever was maybe high a little bit less, like smoking a little bit less, then maybe we could have kicked it more. You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't think that he never had should have never smoked. I don't believe that. I just believe that there are ways that you can you can engage in uh, you can indulge in things and still be. A whole person. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, Same. And do you do you think that do you think that it is mostly because you've removed these things from your life that you're seeing these successes or? Oh, I think so, big point. time. Because when you know, I I quit drinking um, in 2014. Um, I you know I lost my best friend to suicide. He was a heroin mm. addict, oh, and then I lost I'm my sorry. brother to drugs. I'm sorry. You know, so so seeing that, and then you know, deal, dealing with those things, mm. but I was still drinking a lot. Right. And when they had passed, cause they passed like four years apart. Yeah. I, I kept drinking. I'd like, right. you know, so it was my best friend first, you're, you're then my pain. brother. So, much yeah. pain. And so yeah. I was in a lot of pain. So which, you know, when, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm not crying. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this probably sounds like, I was like, damn, this is deep. No, 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 no. I feel you. I feel you. No, absolutely. It's a drink. I swear to God. It's, a, it's okay to get emo on I was going to say, no, you no. go ahead, bro. No, no, I'm not crying. But <laughs> I was like, damn, this sounds like the lump in the throat. You feel me? Just, um. <laughs> no, so I think, you know, it made me better when I quit those things. And I, yes, I did see success because it was the first time where I actually faced uh something very very tough head right, on right. you know because i you know i i tried to like think of my brother and best friend's death as like you know that's life you right. know like and, and instead of just realizing like yo you lost two of the most significant people wow. in your world wow right wow. you know like you you got to understand that wow and it's like and, it, and then i started realizing the the first step i realized was like okay you know, my best friend and my brother, they're not here. And there was things they wanted to do. Wow. Mm. But I was like, so I'm still here. Wow. Okay. And then there's things that, that I could do. I can, you know, and I, I got back into stand-up comedy because I had quit doing stand-up. You're funny I'm, as fuck, bro. Oh, thank you're you. You're funny, <laughs> dude. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> he kills it. Yo, but, for real. <laughs> I appreciate it. But, you know, like, and that's what I'm saying. So, I, you know, and before I had quit, you know, I, I like, I was just kind of, like, going through the motions of yeah, stand-up. But, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The most like my mind when it comes to stand up now, like I just have this, like I have, I'm like damn, I've never really had this before. I've wow. never had these great things. I've never really had such 
you know, consistent positive people in my life. You know, a lot of right. friends that I drank with, I don't even really talk to them anymore. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because they're, they're still doing it. So, yeah, I, I think there's this, you know, yeah, I did see a lot of successes. And I also, but I, but it wasn't like, like major successes like sure. oh i'm you know i'm i'm getting spots at the comedy store sure, or hollywood sure. Improv. It, it was it was more so that like damn i'm alert and i'm aware yeah, and, I, and, I'm, yeah. and i'm and i'm moving right those were those those were the things that i found as like very successful and i still to still do to this day like that's what i'm like very appreciative of cuz i think due to the fact that i am alert and in moving i am able to grab in more than I think I've ever had before. Right. That was if you, if I may, if okay, yeah. you can say no to answer this question. But when you were after these events had happened, and you were in fact drinking and consuming these things, did you were you aware that you were doing it to avoid? If you were to avoid facing it, were you aware of that? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, if you if you in fact were, maybe you weren't doing that. Maybe it was something else. Softly. But, right. I didn't want to accept it. Okay. You yeah. know, yeah. softly as if a perennial in the dark. Oh, sorry, I messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of it. But yeah, you never grieved. Yeah, there was, there was like, you know, because I, I, I was trying to like not be so sad right. about their deaths. And, and meanwhile, I was. Mm. You know what I mean? I was I was strongly Keeping sad. Keeping it I inside, mean, man. Yeah. Wow. Man, I would, when I would drink, I would get real emotional and I'd be... I I go off walking just far by myself, right, drunk right, and right. like, you know, away from people. Like, you know, I wasn't, you know, the drinking I was doing at that time wasn't like I was like fucking people up or like, you know, like yeah. smashing bottles or you yeah, know break, yeah, yeah. breaking into stuff. I was just very very sad. Interesting, man. Yeah. I was wow. I was very very sad, and I and I kept thinking the alcohol would be the thing, mm. you know. And then one day I woke up and I was I, I, I one of my wild turkey nights. And I just fucking, <laughs> I woke up the next day and I was just like, man, I don't want to do that. And wow. yeah, I, I just said I didn't want to do that. Right. Uh. And then that's when I realized the brother and best friend thing of like, oh, they didn't get to do what they did. Oh, okay. and I'm like, I'm pretty sure if they were, if they were here right now and like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure my brother would have never took, taken that, those pills that night. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, my friend would have yeah. never, you know, yeah. you know, committed suicide. I'm pretty yeah. sure like, you know. If if they were alert and aware, right? Interesting, interesting. Wow. Yeah, I mean that. And I say that respect, and, and that's not like a diss to them. No, 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 no. You know, like they say that respectfully, but you, but like as as someone that was co- a full connection to those people, mm-hmm. I have to realize that mm-hmm. I have to realize, you know, these sort of things because I knew them on such a deep level that I'm like, man, they would have never done that if they would have known that that was the outcome. Wow! Yeah, wow! Sure. You, you, and again, if if I may, do you, you really feel that way? Do you really? I, I strongly do because I've seen, I've seen the best sides of them. Wow! You see, you see yes, what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. Like yes. I've seen the best sides of those those humans, mm. and unfortunately, you know, because we we come from strong trauma. Like where I grew up in Arizona, right? right? Uh. And so, like it wasn't like the hood or anything, but it was just poor poor people right you know what i mean and, and there was a lot of a lot of trauma in people's homes yes. you know a lot of a lot of stuff going on in people's yes. houses that you know and it put us in an environment where we didn't think we didn't think we were abused children sure it's you know baseline I mean? that's baseline that's existence yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. That's, that's existence so mm-hmm. but meanwhile we're we're we were all hurting mm. deeply yeah so yeah, i yeah. think that's you know that's just where it comes from but i'm and yes we all had that trauma but i i, I did see the best sides and my brother and my best friend. I saw very like I saw a lot of strength. 
Wow. In those dudes. And I hear you. That's why I, that's in and, and those strengths were like seemed to happen more. But then there was times they would get pulled back by the certain, you know, these things. Yeah, these, yeah, yeah. You know, these things that are that are that set us up for failure. Absolutely. In our in our, in our society. A- you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, th- and that's what it is, isn't it? I talk about this a lot, actually, especially in the in like the black community is the stigmatized discussion of mental health mm. by uh, my sister's ex, the father of my niece. Um, he passed away um, because he using it was on some lean. He was just too much lean wow. one night and just went to sleep and never woke up. OK, Damn. this man. Chico, this man. He had been stabbed. He had been shot. He had hopped fences, getting away from people, broke his damn legs, made it out alive. Wow. This man was a superhuman, mm-hmm. superhuman. And one night, because he had been progressively getting more and more burdened by his own mental you know, afflictions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Progressively more and more. And his people be making fun of it. Oh, don't be a bitch. We got to, you know, we got to catch his lip. Whatever it had to be, he had to put on the face that a, a trauma-riddled environment requires you or makes you feel like you are required to wear. Wear this face. Don't talk about this. Don't act like this. Don't turn this way. Go forward no matter what. Mm-hmm. One, be tough and suck it up. Exactly, right? Yeah. And, and look, so we got, now, we, now we've got it compounded. Now we've got levels, right? We got just being a, uh, you know, a, a man or a male in society, right? Like what a male means, gender roles, all this gender yeah. um, assignments, all these things. As, as That's just number one in America. Then you have being like a black man in America. Then you have being a black man from uh, the hood. And then you have being a black man from the hood who was affiliated. Like you, you start to look at it just like if you were to put this shit on paper, kind of like what you're saying. If you just want to put it on paper, you'd be like, oh, my man's probably hurting right now. If you just look at this equation and what it equals... This it, it equals hurt. We should probably check in with him. We should probably yeah. talk to him. We should probably uh, sort of fix this. Maybe this, yeah. you know, maybe it's not long division anymore. Maybe it's a subtraction sign we need to yeah. put here. Figuring that out. And, and I'm, I'm not crying, but inside like, and the reason I'm not crying actually, to be completely honest with you, is because I'm still working on coming from there and being able to express myself in a way where I can cry. Because I would cry right now if, yeah. if I was, and, I, and I'm working on it. But the fact that I saw him just before he passed away and I knew something was up mm-hmm. but thought he going to keep going because he's been shot. He's been stabbed. He's been broke his legs and made it out. He's okay. He's going to be fine. Even me, someone who's walked through this all and, and was in bands talking about it and you know been on podcasts talking about it, yeah. I still had that part of me. I was like, he's going to be all right. And then I get a call that he just fell asleep and didn't wake up. Wasn't even necessarily that he was trying to do it but he was most certainly trying to numb that pain. And as the pain gets more and more, as it gets, it hurts more and more, it gets harder and harder. You got to take a little bit more to keep that down. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like tattoos, right? You got to get a few more. You got to go to your head after you get it. You know what I'm saying? You got to, it's doing reps. I did 10. I got to do 15 next week because I got to, right? I did 12 stairs on my skateboard. I do 15, you know, next week. Like our minds are, are, are programmed in this way. Mm-hmm. to to see what is next and that can either um hold us up or it can completely hinder us and, and for him unfortunately it hindered him in a way where he is no longer here and so just being able to understand trauma 
on a on a fundamental level is something that I personally I'm like in therapy now and just trying to work through it all and see how much better my life can be. And this is me being like pretty lucid and sober my whole life. Yeah. I certainly found myself digging into other things um, as my vice or my my drug of choice, if you will. You know, my like metaphoric drug of choice would yeah. be other things, whether that was art in a way where I sacrificed my family, my relationships, jobs, all these things, whether it was, you know, putting myself in positions, risking my own life, like quite literally traveling to Hawaii to a jump that they said is about a hundred feet that people have died on. I said, well, I can do that. Mm. Let me, let me see. I, I want to feel that. I want to mm. feel what this feels like because after, you know, I pushed myself so far on stage. I pushed myself so far in my life. Physically, it became like a drug. I was like, I need to go further. Mm-hmm. So far that my wife actually, my, my family had a straight up intervention with me. They was like, we saw what you did at um, Rock on the Range, this festival. In the Midwest, we saw what you did. I think that's where I met you. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was Sonic no, Temple. Sonic Temple. Sonic which Temple. was did you do a crazy before, flip off something, bro? I was like, I climbed. I, 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 I watched. Thing. I watched you set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched yeah. you set. Yeah. What did you do? I climbed the 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 <laughs> truss, right? But like, to, it was like yeah. main stage. It was yeah. to the top, but it was raining, and I was holding on, and I was headbanging, and then I let my hand go and said like this one hand, blah blah blah, and even like Ali Hagendorf, who was at Spotify at the time, came up to me, Jose from you know, Octane, like all these people are just kind of just beginning to know me who didn't have to say this to me. We're like, I love you and we love your show and we love what you do. But that was, that was uh, negligent. That was like a, a high disregard for your safety. Wow. And, and, and on a, on a finite level or a, you know, a bigger level, like your life. And I was like, Damn. Oh, and then my family sat me down. I'll never forget this. I go, I come home, pull up. I'm like, what's up? Uh? And we just, I just had a kid too. That was another thing too. I was just having my baby and my wife, my mom, my, I think my sister at the time too, they sat me down. They was like, this ain't it. Hmm. Like this ain't it. The way you're doing it, you're going a little too far. So I had, you know, I started going to therapy then to figure out what it was. And, um, she, she, you know, my therapist was just like, you know, you, you take things so far that eventually there's nowhere to go. Um, there's no, mm-hmm. there's nowhere else to go other than past that last point. And eventually mm-hmm. it's going to be too far. Wow. Eventually you ain't wow. coming back. Wow. And I was like, whoa. So it's beyond that, expressing yeah. yourself. It's beyond pushing yourself. It was, I got to keep it some, real. Yeah. You know, something else. That's, yeah. Yeah. I got to keep it real. Like yeah. I got to keep it real. You know, especially with all these kids out there being like, oh, you're wild. Blah, 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 you know, best of Jason Butler compilations and shit. You know, me like yeah. throwing myself through fences and shit. Like, I watched them, like <laughs> watch them all. Did you feel I like you had to prove something? To yourself, to myself, yeah, to myself, and that's yeah. the scariest part. You know, you know, you know what's so wild about you saying it because I watched all those videos. Yeah, yeah. they call deep dive Lacey. Yeah, they call me deep. Yeah, call me deep dive Lacey. It's true though. But I, you know, uh, I've watched those videos. I've seen those videos, mm. and yeah, it, 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 and it, you know what's so wild is that like you could tell with certain people when it's a performance, right. but I'm like, I'm looking at him. I'm like, that is not a performance. No, that dude. is. That is a that is a lot yeah, going on. It's a lot. You Eddie Vedder I mean? in that one video, that's a performance. When Eddie Vedder oh, climbs well, up the on the rafters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pink Pop, Pink Pop, Germany, 1992. Woo! Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's that. performance. Yeah, that's yeah. performance. But, like, you know, to your point, yeah, I, I do think, you know, when, mm. I, when I watched those videos, I was like, damn, there's – because it's so, it it's so organic to where I'm like – 
there's something there. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And, and you know, I, back to, you know, your boy Chico, mm. I was thinking about it. You said something about, like, on paper. I'm like, man, imagine if Chico was just able to write his story on I'm paper saying. and give it to someone. I'm saying. And then someone wow. sees that and goes, damn. Like, imagine if people with these traumas were able to just... If someone's just like, "Hey, write your story down." For yes. Me. Imagine it was okay to be a just, man. Just write, and, 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 and like, and like, and like, not making Chico feel any pressure. Yes. Like, hey, Chico, would you, would you just write your story yes. down for me? You know, just it's yes. like how you journal every day. And then, and, That's yeah. it. I was yeah, so just I journal, think, yeah, journals journal. every day. Yeah. I was like, just like think, a crazy man. <laughs> do you do you, uh, do you like study stoicism or anything? Yeah. Okay. Come on now. Oh boy, I'm on it, boy. Come yeah. on, yeah. I'm on my Seneca. Really is. Yeah, Epictetus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you were saying though, Toby, that that's it though. That's it. Again, it's our surrounding, it's our environment, right? It's our setup. If our setup does dude, and it look, this is omnipresent, bro. This is like from mental health to the damn teacher telling you that rap don't count. If your yeah. setup around you doesn't make you feel comfortable, just like anything else, just like plugging in your guitar and it don't work well maybe we shouldn't play yet looking at the stair set and being like it's wet down there maybe i don't hit this one today if your shit around you is saying this ain't gonna land you're gonna get actually Ooh. you're gonna be hurt yeah. more by wow. trying this by by you telling me this i'm gonna make you this is i'm not i wouldn't say this but this is like around me this is what would be saying if you tell me that you feel like a punk i'm gonna make you feel like a bitch facts you know what wow. I'm saying? Like that's crazy, that's yeah. crazy. And 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 that and that all that stuff that I've seen my friends go through, or even hearing these stories, like that's why I feel like I am the dad that I am now with my son. That communication, mm. that honesty, that emotion. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be sensitive. It's okay yeah. to share emotions. All that extra manly tough shit that like yeah. we grew up with. Oh, I grew up without a dad, so I'm saying people mm. in general like you can't cry, you can't show emotion and shit like that. Mm. I'm telling suck you, suck it up, man up, yeah. and then you'd fucking explode. A, Go on to drugs, and that's yeah. how you escape it, and then you die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm, tell, I'm telling you that, it's like, fucking. you know, I have a lot. Of, there's not a lot of dads like you. No, low, low key. Let's. Thanks, man. Low, I'm telling you, there's. Let's not talk a lot. about it. Let's, <laughs> ta- let's, talk, let's about talk about it. it. No, let's talk you about know, it. You, you, you know, especially like my situation. You know, the. Three, I am your three, dad, pretty three much. Three dads. You know what I mean? But I I'm, 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 I'm telling you, like. <laughs> You know, there's not there's not a lot of dads like you, dog. In the whole world. I mean, it's it's rare. And I'm not saying the whole world. I'm just saying like it's so rare for dad to just really express and connect with uh, their kids on such a level. Wow. You know. Yeah, and let's talk about this then. You said in the world. I'm gonna just go ahead and say it like this, right? We shouldn't be able to say this, right? We, it should be more frequent that you are a, a more of a commonality. Right, that you're yep. it's more normal to find a dad like you. We should and I'ma say it, dude. I'ma say it like fuck it. I know things are hard. I get it. I know systemically, I get it. And I'm not mad and I'm not pointing fingers at nobody. Again, what I'm saying is we should set up a world or at least a system that promotes being a fucking dad. Like mm. being a dad to where you are a part of your son, daughters. Uh, you know your children's lives where you are supported in you know there's there's parental leave there's fucking you know there's time off of work because you need to help bring this child this person into society yeah you know what I'm saying like we yeah. wonder we have children and we have all these again on a wildly eventually uh, you know an inevitably uh, collapsing capitalistic system right it's just like it's a snake eating its own tail it will in, in fact collapse it's just what's going to happen 
We have so much capitalism telling us that, look, I know that you want to have this child, but in order to have this child, this is how much you have to make, and this is how much you have to work in order to make that, and in order to get there, you have to go to this school, in order to get to this school, your parents had to go to this school, and in order for that to happen, they had to make this money. I mean, it is so crazy. <laughs> if, you were break, crazy. if you break it down on paper, again, if your system, if your area, if your environment is supporting it, I understand why it's difficult. So this is why we're going to give you your flowers today, Toby. I told you this. I reached yeah. out to you on Instagram. Yeah. Just random on some random shit being like, I, I really love how you are with your son. Because I was like, just became a father. I'm gonna, we're going to give you our, your flowers today and be like, it's hard, bro. It's not easy to be the dad you are. And it, I, I just, so much respect for you and so much love for you, like for being an example in our community. Like Thank in you. our community, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hardcore, punk rock, hip hop, podcast, alternative <laughs> world. Yeah. And the community of like fathers or, you know, sons of fathers that may have not been exactly what we'd we'd hoped for. Yeah. yeah. Thank it's you. a springboard off of that. Like Thank you, man. That, yeah, I think the way you are with your son and uh the way you treat him, I think that's what's making him tough. Wow. That's that's tough. Wow. Tough like Woo. you know, you, you see what I'm yes, saying? Yes, I do. You see how I get there? Yes, I do. Because the way most fathers are with their, you know, sons, and and, and it's like, yeah, but they're only, and I think a lot of times people are just really trying their best. Yeah, you know, of and it's not everybody. This is all first try for us, of course. You know what I'm saying? Of course. True. So, so, but a lot of times, you know, and it's all due to a lack of education on a, a father's part because they, you know, their father wasn't necessarily. Correct. So they're like, oh, I need to make my son like this. Correct. Like, you gonna go out there? You gonna do this? Correct. But, it, but, it, but. But I'm telling you, that's not the fucking way. Right. You know what I right. mean? Like, right. you know, my stepfather tried to do that with me. And I, I mean, it took me like, look, thank God for punk rock and yeah, hardcore, obviously. Yeah. But I'm telling you, like, the way you are with your son, that's how you make mm. a son tough. That's how you make that's how you make your kids tough. Wow. Mentally for like mentally fortifying and emotionally fortifying. Being a learner like mm. like think about what your son does every day. He he goes to serve. He does he, he he's not a kid that's on the computer nah. all the time. Wow. Like he's not playing video games. Surf, he's surfing. Skates, works, he skates. He it. works. Playing drums he, and he shit. He plays drums. Playing drums in like, my band now. Yeah, he plays drums in his band. You know what I mean? Uh you know, he does all these things and he's a good kid. You know, like he'll he always tell us like he'll be at the beach and like yeah this dude try to fight me but like he doesn't even try to fight people. See, that's he strength. He ain't trying to engage in that's a fight. Strength. Like he don't want to fight. Like that. That's, that's what I'm saying. Do you see yeah. what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah. that's tough. that's strength. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. I grew up never walking, never walking away from a fight because I thought, I thought that that was gonna make me the man that my father and other fathers and other people around me made me believe I had to be, mm. that I had to fight my way to get the respect. Mm. And I'm going to tell you right now, it was time wasted. Time I mean, wasted. Time wasted. I mean, sure, the, 100%, like, to this day, I'm still dealing with it. I'm still doing my best to not pop off when shit gets wild. But I know that there were so many moments in my life that were I misidentified my sadness with anger. I, I said to myself, you're angry when in reality I was sad. Man. I was scared. Man. That's real. That, and that's Did you have really a tight real. family unit? Nah, not like that. Nah, it was me and my moms, really. Me yeah, and my moms. Like okay. that. Yeah, yeah, me and my moms. Yeah, she was cool as fuck. Like, really. Um, but like tough. Was she like a stern mom? Was she? She was beautifully um, dichotomous. She was right in the middle. 
Okay. Right Perfect. in the middle. Yeah. Right in the middle. She was so good. And I always say, I say it on stage. I was like, my mom, my mother taught me how to be a man. Like, she was so good with the emotional, letting me be emotional, letting me sort of, and 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 allowing me the space and almost encouraging more emotion from me, um, from the residual effects of of the environment when I would try to repress it. Yeah. So she would encourage it, which was really good. And she would also be gangster. Like I said, I saw her just run out, you know, in it's front of the in front man. of the glizzy, like just <laughs> right. like whatever. That's so crazy. I say, and and at that moment, I was like, oh, you're actually crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. I ain't fucking with mom. Like I, my mom, my mom would whoop my ass one time, and that was it. Yeah, that yeah. was it. Yeah. That was it. But yeah, you know, that's so funny. I, I feel like what you're talking about too, like different, way different environments are. People growing up, different uh, households, the the manly stuff, the tough stuff. For me, like yeah, my dad passed it very when I was three. My mom, three boys, my grandparents, et cetera, et cetera, getting the punk rock, skateboarding. Meet my wife on tour when I was really sick of it all. Wow. We have this punk rock love affair this friendship make my son purely out of love my wife's pregnant on the box caressa tour with used and then we take my son on tour his whole entire life he went to japan three times before he's nine years old he sees the world he sees the cultures all of his crazy fucking tatted up uncles from all around the country yeah and this environment and this open-mindedness and this compassion you know vegan family my son never had meat and my this dad never did drugs and we were around all these fucking people that People with tats were like a normal thing to him. When he saw yeah. people that weren't sleeved, he's like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Just the way he was raised. I feel like he was raised in this pure punk rock thing. Like, I never went to college. I barely went out of high school. You know, we didn't have to. We didn't plan. How much money do we have to make this baby like you're talking right. about? We just fucking did it and we dealt with it. Right. And that's a beautiful thing. And, I, and my wife gets, you know, she deserves just as much props as I get for, you know, being there with me my whole life, my career. Yep. And let me be a big child running around screaming this fucking music yep. on stage. Because we're, we're not... Growing up somewhere in bands like this, right. we're, like, we're, <laughs> like, we're like big kids. You get right. to do we fucking love. Yeah. So like, my wife is like she she saved my life in a sense too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, wow. Shout out to my wife. Yeah. Shout yeah, out to your wife for yeah. real. Shout out to yeah, you got a great foundation. She, yeah, you know there was there was something uh, I saw that that happened that I was like, wow, I I don't think I've ever seen that happen. It, you, so it was the first time Max had practiced with you guys and you guys were about to do Boston, the House of Blues, yeah, or whatever uh, before that that gig, and he was practicing the songs. With, it was the first time we practiced with y'all as, as the full band and there was one song that he was um ca- kind of not not getting or understanding and i remember you know he he got teary-eyed about it you know like he was like you know just that frustration yeah. and, 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 he wants to be proud too yeah and it's like yeah like he's like oh shit i'm playing for my dad's band who's wow. been a band for like 26 wow. no pressure years. now yeah. you know what I mean? that, 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 as a he was 18 at the time like that's yeah. a, that's a lot of pressure yeah. so so like I you know I saw him tearing up and you know and, and, and cry you know get a little worked up, and meanwhile the whole squad was just like oh we'll take a break we got oh, this you know yeah. like you know I'm 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 telling you I like, remember I'm, that I'm, take a breather yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah. Let's, you know why don't we just step outside take a breather wow so he, he, came back, he came wow. back in killed it killed it and then when the live show came killed it. you 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 see what I'm saying yeah like, I have a question for you Toby yeah so if it was not your son. If it was like the a homie who was older that you've been friends with for how long, would y'all have taken a breather or would you be like, let's just try again? Let's push through this. I mean, if, if the person was getting emotional and you could tell they were so, of course, 100%. See, you're good. You're good. 100%. You're good. If somebody's That's getting teary eyed and they're fucking like, you can tell they're like they're fucking stressed and yeah. intimidated, oh, 100%. Take this as an anecdote, everybody listening. That's that's anecdotal, for real. Like, that shit is just, again, and I, and I subscribe, look, Loki, I, I read the books and shit. I'm like on some Mamba mentality. Just go. But, you know, <laughs> but that 
the way that you would approach that regardless of it being your son or your homie or a fill-in or whatever it's really important like to to delineate the the mm. two situations but still approach it the same way yeah that's big dude that's big again i want people to hear Thank that you. i want people to hear that that's that's big i think that's what i just think we need more compassion more empathy more understanding on so many levels like when i started fever i was like the i, I think one of the the pillars I stood on was empathy was like really trying to, I didn't even really want sympathy. I wanted people to try to get inside of the shoes of somebody else and be like, Oh, this might feel like this. Even if it's like, um, even if it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like if you're adopting the empathy for a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, even if it's simulated, yeah, I want you to really try to get inside of what it might feel like to be on this person's uh, ride, you know, w- when it's bumpy, Mm-hmm. You know, I want you and, and to talk about the dads again, it's no shade or or dis or disdain to these fathers trying their best at all, because I'm talking about the systems that don't support us in being, whether it be a father, a mother, parents, being people that can be emotionally and mentally liberated. Yeah. You know, we're living. Look, man, like. It was hella. It was all supposed to be hippie shit when I was a kid, and then I got older and was like, "Oh wait a minute, I'm trying to open my third eye too. Like, yeah. let me get this bitch wide open. Let me get some, you know, what I'm saying some clear eyes and see, you know, because <laughs> it's like we are sincerely programmed, you know, what I'm saying, and 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 if you can unplug even for like thirty seconds of the day, every maybe it's once a week. And then it's maybe it's twice a week and then maybe it goes to an hour a month. Maybe it goes to 10, whatever it is. If you can unplug just for a little bit and actually try to see what might be beyond what they're telling you is there. Yeah. I promise. I promise you, you'll see that all the things we're fighting about, all the divisiveness, it's all set up so that they can keep all the having all the fun going on all the trips mm-hmm. and uh, uh you know exploiting all the and plundering all the resources in the world they want to keep these things and yeah. i know motherfuckers gonna be like oh he's on some conspiracy shit right now i'm telling you just take 30 seconds today and just try to see past what's on your screen whatever that be laptop phone yeah. tv what's on the billboard and just listen to the world around you and see that it's probably not as noisy as they're making it. That is a hundred percent. You know what I mean? I remember seeing wow. some of the news during the pandemic, all this shit in the news about this and people say, I heard it's crazy in California, this and this and that. Yep. And then me and Chappelle or somebody go out in the streets, it'd be fucking totally normal. Right. And I'm like, yo, that shit look on the, on that phone. looks so oh, yeah, fucking we, yeah, scary. We, get call, we would get calls like all the time from like right? family outside, back home. They'd be like, are you okay? I you go, feel me? I go, yeah, like, why? Yeah, we're, running, we're running Canyon right now, chilling. Yeah, no mask, yeah, no mask on, hiking. Yeah, well, yeah. Do you know I'm what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It was just, you're so right about that, man. Dude. I, I love how like punk rock really instilled in you to question everything. 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 And, and I love that about punk rock. Yes. It, it kept your mind so open and you aware of everything around you. Dude. So, Do you know oh, what I mean? Sorry. Go ahead. So, so were, were you, you know, discovering the punk rock, like, were, were you set on like, I'm 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 going to be in a band. That was it. Oh, and honestly, even before that, again, it goes back to the essence. Like, low key, if I'm being super, super real, it was, it was Marty McFly, which is Michael J. Fox. Wow. In Back Back to to the the Future. Future. Straight up. This man was waking up, 
going to some weird ass like scientist house in the morning who had all these contraptions playing a big ass amp skating to school you know he had a baddie at school you yeah. know what i'm saying like he you know what i'm saying yeah. like and then he was just and, and being told like you'll never i remember that's you know i remember he goes uh you're just too darn loud you know when he's trying out for the enchantment or for for the school dance I rem- and just seeing him persist and how cool it looked and it, that was it for me. I and was his like, shoes too, bro. Bro, what them Nikes? Come on, boy. And the vest. <laughs> he was fly before he fly. Was. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he, he actually pull, was. Yeah. He pull up to Melrose yeah. right now and he, he, he was OG hipster. They'd they be yeah. sweating, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They'd be all over. So for me, I was like, you know, I was, um, I was, I was five when I, when my dad showed me that movie. Mm-hmm. I was born in '85, so my, my my dad showed me that movie, you know, in 1990. And I got this sort of like cognizance around it and started to understand it. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. I want to skateboard. I want to play music. Like, cause that looks cool. And then when he ripped that, that, um, you know, that Chuck Berry song with yeah. Johnny Be Good, that also spoke to me. Like, I don't know. I can't, I know it sounds so kind of like silly, but it really did. It really spoke to me because he was, he was in that moment, right? And and if if you haven't seen it, just go back and watch this. It's towards the end. He's playing his guitar. Bam! He's kicking. And he starts to wild out. He goes off the script and he starts ripping. Johnny be good, but now he's playing like some Van Halen shit. Kicks the amp over, wilding. He is a rock star in this twenty seconds. He's the guy. He closes his eyes, slides to his knees, pulls the guitar up on the last note. Holds it out. There's a little shimmer on the on the goddamn you know fretboard. And he looks over and everyone is tripped out. This man had transcended his own body, his own like what was okay. Mm. And he just experienced it in that moment and got sucked back into reality only to find out that later that song, you know, is going to be massive, you know, you know, and I think that I really think that people should take take um that's incredible you nobody's know? ever said that as an influence for music or nothing no. that's so Dude, cool that's that truly it, it was truly my shit you know and um so so that was that really was it for you. like wanted, that was it but that was wow. punk rock that's what punk rock was to me it yeah. wasn't it wasn't necessarily a sound because he was playing and and, and so when you see me in fever you can kind of get a better understanding of like why i believe in hybridizing things and why i think that just because i i say it's a it's it's punk rock it, it, but it's got sub bass and you know beats in it. Doesn't mean that it has to sound like this. Exactly. It's because that that boy, that man, went up there and played Chuck Berry, and then you know started doing these things that had never been done before together. And then years later, people were like, "Oh, that's actually pretty hard." Yeah. So is it safe to say nobody's done flips on stage like you since HR? Dude, I th- I you mean, know what I'm saying I haven't seen that. I, I haven't. the way that and I, and I'm sure know. you love the Bad Brains. Oh come on now, that was again. Bad Brains, Fishbone, Woo, fishbone. you know what I'm saying? Wow, like the uh, fine, South Angelo, man. Yo, best, real dude. talk, real talk. Underrated, man, that band. Dude, what? I saw them. I saw them uh, in in like Santa Monica when I was like in high school. Wow. And it just changed my life again for me. Sort of floundering through this crisis of like you know identity, yeah, yeah. in black culture and not even really like American white culture, like Scottish white culture <laughs> but being in america um and having most of my father's side deceased or like estranged and all of my you know existing family was scottish but in scotland yeah so i really found out about who i was through my friends like mm. through my through my through my neighborhood and through music and my friends but 
seeing Fishbone. So seeing Bad Brains, I was like, oh, that happened. You know, because at the time in the 90s, I wasn't able to like actually see Bad Brains. If, yeah, yeah. If there was ever like a moment where HR would come back and do whatever. But then I saw Fishbone in the flesh, saw it happen and was like, okay, so brothers are still doing this, right? And they're doing it. It's funky. It was funky. <laughs> yeah. And that to me again is like, I believe it's intrinsic to the culture, but also I, I, I would go as far as saying that this is epigenetic. I would go as far as saying that the way sometimes we move and groove and play the music as black people is just different. And I would, like I said, I think it would transcend beyond just the culture. Sometimes, Because look, I'll tell you this right now. My son, who is like, you know, technically on paper, he's a quarter, quarter black, got red hair, green eyes, and he is pale as a ghost. Right, wow. he is pale as go. When this boy gets on the drum, I'm telling you, he's four, five. He just turned five. He gets on the drums when he dances, when he freestyles, any of this, he is in the motherfucking pocket, like, <laughs> like, wow. like dope, dope, dope. And but like in a way that, you know, you would see like a young kid in church play yeah. or sing or yeah. move. But he, you look at him, you if you look like his nose and his lips and his hair's mad curly, he looked like Drake's kid. I don't put him oh, on. Okay. I don't put him on the internet because it's a wild place out there yeah but he looks like drake's kid and so when he but when he moves and when he uh does anything rhythmically inclined he's always uh you know oh and here's another story about him that's i don't know maybe it's just a total coincidence but hmm. he was in the vintage shop with my mom's and there's all these shirts all these shirts different colors orange green pink blue white black whatever all these different designs and for whatever reason, he said, I want that one. My mom said, that, you want that one? He said, I want that one. And my mom calls me, FaceTimes me. Jay, uh, I know that, you know, you, you're uh, pretty pretty aware of, like, how Pascal, you know, uh, identifies and want to make sure he's, you know, but he's looking at this shirt. And I'm like, what is it? And she turns the phone to the shirt. And it says, Descendant of Greatness, and it's a continent. It's the continent of North Africa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. Word. He he. What he wants that shirt? I was like, did you tell him what it is? She's like, no. He just came up and grabbed it. And I was like, you know what? Damn. Get that boy that shirt. Yeah. Get that boy that shirt. And he comes home, and he's like, look at the shirt I got. I'm like, I love that. I love that. I let him rock it for a minute. Blah blah blah. Whatever. About a week later, I sit him down. I'm like, hey, can I tell you what that shirt says? Like, yeah, yeah. So I tell him, and I just start explaining to him his lineage, and being like, "Look, you know, like dad, dad, dad had this too, but you have it even more. Like, you know, very, very, you know, got you've got light skin, but you have this this heritage. You have this lineage um, that that precedes you. That is powerful, full of kings and queens, and just making him mm. understand that he's gonna go out there, and everyone's gonna look at him as a white a white dude." And I need him to understand and have the respect and love and, and adoration for the culture so that he can actually uh, enter a space that maybe me or my dad or, or Chappelle, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. yeah. couldn't walk into the same way and, and, and sing the praises of black culture. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Go in and be like, oh, actually, my grandfather is, you know, was in war and Little Richard and is a black artist and blah, blah, blah you know. Um, my dad is blah, blah blah like my niece is or excuse me, my cousin is is a beautiful black queen like and and doing it in a way that isn't performative and isn't corny and yeah. don't and where he doesn't look crazy and just but understanding his position too. Can I yeah. ask you something? Yes. Yeah. So 
um, you just made me think of something. So when you when you were growing up, obviously you dealt with the. Um, I mean, I dealt with the same shit in yeah, Arizona. Yeah, like yeah. you just kind of, I mean, it comes with the territory. Totally. <laughs> but uh, you know, did did your folks ever, you know, your mom or dad ever give you um, this uh, understanding of where you truly come from to where you were able to walk comfortably uh, mm. through through a lot of the that wild shit that you know, you know, cats like you and I go through. Yeah. You know, like I mean, I was the only black kid in my neighborhood that was like, you wow. know, skateboarding yeah. and. You know, listening. You know, going to punk rock shows yep. and all this shit. You know, and and people looked at me as like, who, what the fuck? Right. Is it? You know what I mean? So, but also like, I I struggled. You know, walking through that. Mm. Now, did I, I, and I? And you know, so I, you know, forward it to you and and ask like, was that? Was there any way or like, how did you find your your comfort mm. to be able to walk in your own skin and just like let the noise be noise? Wow, that's a great question. To answer the first part of the question, no. Like, the only way that I... It's actually fucked up when I think about it. The re, the way I started to really embrace my, you know, my blackness was the adversity. And what, what by that is... What I mean by that is I remember kids in my school, my others, my school that I went outside of um, where I'm from, using the N-word. Mm-hmm. and doing it around me because I was mixed. Yeah. And, but doing it where they look, be like, is this okay? And I'm talking N-word, I'm talking ER. Wow. Use yeah, it crazy, yeah. use it crazy, right? And this is, in, this is Los Angeles, bro. Yeah, This yeah, is yeah. LA. And then looking at me like, Am I, is this okay to say? Um, let me test it on this, on this light skin. Dude, yeah, yeah. Let me test. So, I started at a young age because of the adversity and understanding that being black to other people was something that it wasn't to me, right? Being black mm. to me was the food, the dance, and the culture that was the, was the, were the joyous things for the most part. Yep. As a young person, understanding that like most of the things I loved came from black people. Okay. You know? Yeah. And then as I get older... Okay, so that's middle school, right? Mm-hmm. And then I go to high school. We start driving and shit. And I'm the one getting pulled. When I'm with my white friends. Mm-hmm. It's me and my best friend, Randall, who's also black. We're the ones getting pulled out of the, of the lineup. For, and they're wow. drunk. Like, mind you, we're still, like, he was still straight edge and I was straight edge. Jesus. We're getting pulled out. Mm-hmm. We're the ones getting put in cuffs. We're the ones actually going to the station for nothing. Like, quite literally, they couldn't, they couldn't give us a misdemeanor. They couldn't give us an infraction because we didn't do anything. So for me, it to be to understand my my blackness was understanding all those things that as a when when I used used to go no that can't be real mm-hmm. it can't be right and I think that my whiteness you know my 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 light skinnedness actually allowed for me to feel that a little bit more than say my best friend Randall or my father. Because at least like these people, like I said, the, re- the reason I brought up the N-word story was because people would try that shit on me. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't try that shit on Randall. They wouldn't try that shit on my dad. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't say, they wouldn't hard hard nothing around them too, but they'll try it on me. Mm-hmm. So I lived in this sort of, um, I lived in, well, it was an imbalance for me internally, but it, I was like, I was trying to balance both sides. Mm-hmm. And eventually I just had to come to terms with who I am 
and what I enjoy, again, I started to realize that it was a part of me. It wasn't something I developed, just like punk rock. It was a part yeah. of me. It was just a part of me. It was just yeah. something, it just was who I was. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, I found this and I adopted it. Like, I'm a grown ass man who literally, like, had my son headbanging this morning before he did the turkey tango at school <laughs> mind you the turkey tango which i told him we don't eat turkey and here's why like mm. you know what i'm saying like yeah. so and we don't celebrate thanksgiving here's why mm-hmm. straight up like yeah. that's my five-year-old so this is just um it was a part of me so all that to say this me be- being comfortable in my own skin i had to carve out my own space and mm-hmm. exist in that space and really have reminders every single day. And I do this to this day. Remind myself every single day why this is dope. Why is it dope that I love, you know, I'm listening to Dead Prez on the way to school and I'm going home and I'm I'm doing the first four years, Black Flag first four years in my car. Like, why is this dope? Because this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is and that's Shout dope. To Prez, yeah. Yo, really though, what last days reloaded with uh the, the Onyx remake is crazy. Um but oh, yo, that stage remix. Yeah, 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 that shit crazy. <laughs> so I had to f- honestly, and again, any young people or people our age, older, whatever, that may be struggling with this or can identify with this, this speaks to you. Um, please be 100% certain that that space you have carved out, are carving out, want to carve out is dope. It is. And, and mm. you know, to, to uh, springboard off of you, you know, I, when I think about myself and like going to and, and and i love talking to you know to to similar cats that go through this kind of thing because it's kind of like an un- unknown thing yep right not a lot of people like really understand that like this is like this you know culture of like you know what what black kids or even like you know mexican kids or yeah. you know g- like go through especially when they you know when we really fuck with like things that majority of white people are in right, you know like right. we, you know what i mean so you, I, I think about myself and yeah like uh, you know, now I understand it. Like I was like, oh, people were trying to make me feel like I had mm. these, like, like I was mis- like, I like I don't don't know myself. Right. Like even even today, wow. like people, we know your culture. Even, yeah, like, I, like yeah, exactly. About. Like people, like like even today, like when people, when someone's like, oh, you're you're whiter than me, and I go, <laughs> I ain't never been white. Wow. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. then and whenever I say that to them, they're like, oh, I, you know, I was it was just a joke, yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. And, I, and I'm not mad. Right. You know what I mean? right. I'm just like, you know, I've never been white. You right. know what I mean? So, wow. but but. But people want me me to in a sense. And I was like, "Bitch, I know where I'm from. Yo, I know where I come yes, from. You yes. know what I mean? You can't. There's there's just no way. Yes. You know what I mean? I was like, I appreciate these things over here, but I was like, I'm not. Wow. I'm not. I'm not whiter than you, respectfully. Wow. You know wow. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's not a diss to white people, right? It, but Facts. respectfully, I'm just letting you know. Facts. And but it took me forever to really realize that it wasn't until I reconnected with my biological father, right? Like five five or uh, six years ago, when you know. You know, he was locked up for 17 shout years. Shout out to your pops. I love yeah, your pops. Out, yeah, right. gangbanging, drug dealer. Yeah. Right. Crazy, crazy. Right, 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 right. right, right. <laughs> He's good now, I think. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said, I think. I don't, I don't, I don't ask me Shout out to your dad. Who's <laughs> shout, yeah, shout, shout out to your pops who's vegan right yeah, now, Yeah, shout too. out to Bossolini. Yeah, he's, ble- he's vegan now. Like yeah, that. Yeah, he's like that like now. That. Yeah, yeah, he transitioned his Hell life. yeah. But he, um, you know, when when I first sat down with him, he was he was like so excited. He goes, "Oh, let me he goes, let me show you. This is this is your your grandma. This is your your great grandma." Wow. And so like seeing seeing that, yes. it's like, bitch, you can't tell me I'm white. Bro. I just saw my great grandma. Bro, you see what I'm no, saying? I, dude. And so like I've been, yes. you know, this is like a new thing that I'm like working into my yes. stand up because it is like funny wow. to me uh, how people. Which I'm like, I, listen, I get why people would say 
Oh, you're so white. Right. Sure. Well, he doesn't sure. know. He doesn't know it. the main thing though. I, what? You adopted by a white family. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that. <laughs> All white family. So the people wow. try to check your blackness, I guess, in a sense, because of that, because yeah, you're, like you're there skateboarding was, there was one wearing dude, black flag shirts. One dude, wow. There was this one dude in my in my in my comments. He was like, "Why you talk like that on stage? That ain't how you talk." He goes, you put you, you all cap. Black dude. Black dude. White dude. White dude. Yes, yes, yeah, white dude. White <laughs> Boy, dude. if you don't get the fuck up on my comments. Yeah, right he was now. like, he was like, he goes, you don't you don't say bruh. You like, I was like, what? I was like, and I wrote back, I, I wrote back, I said, hey, are are we friends? Yo. <laughs> oh, that's what he told me the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, are we friends? And then I had posted like another video that was like a sketch. Right. Okay. And then he goes, Yeah, that's why you, that's how you talk. You don't you don't be doing all this other Shit, and it was because he's he he goes I, I I listen to you on on podcasts, and I'm like that doesn't mean you know who I am. Yeah, you, oh, I was wow. like I'm like I'm like you you may listen to me for hours on podcasts. Yes, but you you don't you that still doesn't beat out the hours that my friends are around me on a regular basis. Right. So I was like you don't know right me. right you know what I mean. And a lot of people right. feel like they do, and I go just because you listen to me through a microphone here. Doesn't mean you know me. I would watch Arsenio Hall all the fucking time. I don't know Arsenio Hall. You feel me? <laughs> you you also, know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> also, but you know, no, go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, that's so. Like, I, I'm just trying to connect with you because I, yeah. you know, it's like I said, it is a world where we deal with this kind of weird thing mm. where people want to say like, "This is who you are," and it's right. like, "Bitch, you don't know right. my soul like that." No, you don't. That's that's exactly. Get, he's out of line though. Like. On so many levels is he out of line. <laughs> yeah. But but sincerely, like him trying to tell you as a white person who has utilized language that came from black culture to tell you that you don't speak the way you speak. And said no cap. Saying this yeah, cap, no cap is actually a metaphor for how fucking crazy it is and like how diluted it and how abstract abstract it becomes in the culture that is the hijacking of black culture right so you got a white dude mm. telling you a brother you don't speak like this that's cap first and foremost you say yeah you cap you're <laughs> capping what do you even mean and the thing the thing that's crazy about that to me is like what do you actually mean are you saying that he can't use a uh, vernacular or that he can't use um uh what is it a colloquialism which and then if you're talking about vernacular now you're saying that he's not allowed to what cuz he's he's black and that's that's a that's oxford english or you're saying he can't use a vernacular because he listens to punk rock so he should be using more white you know colloquialisms versus like it's crazy. It, it is, it's funny how people like see that it's like yeah like there there's certain ways I'll, I'll talk differently you know but you got to realize this from from birth to 15 or 16 or whatever the hell it was until i got kicked out um i was with my like my biological mom my siblings my brothers yeah and cousins yep all this shit right that's all black people right you know what i'm saying right i didn't get adopted until my teens wow. and how long so, you with that family so, for uh, I mean, so to this day, like, I, I like they're, they're my heart and soul. Like, yeah. my, I have, wow. I just have one giant family. I'm, I'm cool with my, right. my, my mom and you know, stepfather, all this shit. Like, yeah. you know, I'm cool from my biological father, my adopted wow. folks. Like, you know, like, so like people don't realize, like, you got to realize where I come from, mm. and to say that, <laughs> like, you don't even, you don't know about my household growing no, up. No, Bruh? no, right? No, you don't know. Uh, my no. mom was trying to use a hot comb on my hair you to straighten me? it. And you know what I'm saying? But you bro, see, you see what also, I'm, but, but, but they would never fucking know that. No, no, no. That's what but I mean. But you listen to me for hours. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> you know what though? It goes that's, to it goes to black culture, black people being like seeing being seen monolithic. We can only be this. You know what I'm saying? Like also look, and this is come from a mixed person, right? Like you got J. Cole. Who, for all intents and purposes, is seen as a black dude, right? You got Drake, who's all, you know, same. Uh, you know, Drake, all intents and purposes, is seen as a, as, a, as a black dude. Then you got Steph Curry, who's a hundred percent black, who people think is mixed. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, if you see both of his, parents. you know, what I'm saying. So it's like it's like this: the 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 expectations on black people in all spaces, all spaces cannot be mon- a monolithic observation, right? Just because yeah. you're black. Um, and, and also who's telling you you're black we didn't come out you know off the boat and say hey we're coming over here before Appomattox to say that we're black people like no this this was something created this was a construct this was a construct and for for that person or any pre- people that feel they have the power to take and give back when you get to be a black person when you get to be a black comedian when you get to be a black punk is crazy crazy it's actual it's, it's, it's total it's bullshit insanity. it's total bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. you know what i'm saying and that to me again is uh whether he knows it or not that is a that is a a a, a indication and an exhibition of white supremacy. And I'm not yeah. here to tear the dude down, but I'm like, it's a lack of education. That's what it is. It's a strong if lack he, of if education. He's, listening, he's getting schooled right now. Right? Yo, you know, maybe he's like, oh, damn, I fucked you up. Feel, but it's love. Look, <laughs> look, it's love. It was a bot. It was even real. You feel me? And here's the thing. When, when, I saw you, when I saw you guys live for the first time, uh, I seen you twice. Yeah. I, I, I saw you at the Sonic Temple, and then I saw you at uh, Under Oath, Alice in Chains, and Corn at the Irvine. But when we met first... You know, I, I you said something that I thought was really dope, and it's like because you're not trying to be against or like anybody. You you said something, you know, you said, "Hey, I I just want to say something before we, I think it was before you did the last song." Yeah, I just want to thank you guys. You know what I mean? You know, for for uh, letting people like me and and, and Steve, hey, Steve, Steve is the time, yeah, Steve, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and embracing us here and having fun with us. You know, we, we you know, we know we different skin tones. Yep. We know there's a, a lot of white people out there, but we appreciate that that you guys are embracing us and having fun with us. And right. I thought that was really dope because yeah, like it, you're not trying to like divide you like nah, say, hey, nah, we, nah. we we fuck with this shit all together. And 100%. it's cool that you embrace the fact that, you know, two brothers are up here right, right. you know, jamming in front of, you know, all these people. Right. You know, I, I and I and I think that's like cool because a lot of times, yeah, people want to push it right. against, and it's like, all right, well, fuck you. And it's like, no, no, no. I want right. to have a conversation with that's you. It. Mm-hmm. That's it. I want to have a conversation with this. That's it. You, oh, you think I'm capping? Let's have a conversation. Facts. And that's what I'm saying. To, to dude, like, it's love. Like, when when I'm saying this, like, when I'm saying it's, a, it's an overarching, you know. Wait, so how, okay, wait. So then how'd you find that? The, oh, like, in myself? Yeah. Dude, I mean. Oh, you know what? It was realizing that that rock music is black music to begin with. Like that was that was sincerely for me. I was like, oh wait, black people started this too. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, well then I shouldn't feel like uh, I shouldn't feel like a guest in this music. I shouldn't feel like a guest in in this culture. Uh, I shouldn't feel like a guest, or I shouldn't feel when they try to make you look look crazy or feel crazy for pushing the other way too, right? I had that a lot in my old band. I had a band called Let Live before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I had a band before where I was like, I'm going to talk about these things and I'm going to say these things and I'm going to do it this way, sonically, um, you know, subject matter, material, all these things. And some people really fucked with it and some people were like, this is Cap. 
you know, or this is crazy, or this is weird, or this is, you know, this is, but for me, I, I really, truly, sincerely believe that, you know, I had myself, my, our guitar player at the time, he was also black, he was a black dude from Brazil, um, we were like a, the United Nations at times. We, we had El Salvadoran drummer. We had a, a you know, United Colors of Bennington. Yes, straight up, straight up. Yes, we straight. We are a brand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You see us in Fox Hills Mall in a motherfucking right, yeah. display. Yeah, the, yeah, the Kmart. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, like you can look like this too. Um, but that was, you know, and but I, I sincerely believe, like I've seen it, I've seen it over and over and over again. I've seen bands with predominantly white people being taken more seriously or 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 seen as though they that they're because of because of of the their inclusion being more common or seeming more common in this space more people are like oh well them making this music makes sense i'm gonna listen to it versus like the the amount because i've got a, a label that i started and i focus primarily on like bipoc alternative yeah. artists that's like what i do and the amount of work three three records. Yes, sir. Okay. The amount three three crew records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. the amount of work that we have to do, you know, just to uh, show somebody that that we're not guests, playing holding guitars. You know, everything from like the homegirls in Nova Twins. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we did stuff with Oxymorons. Um, we're doing stuff with Garzy. We're doing. I mean, we got the currently, and then I got other people. Love is noise. I got all these with people of color in these groups. And when we're doing it, there's people side-eyeing the participants because they don't see them as much in the, in the area. And what I want to do is open, up, open it up so that you see that this is not as uncommon. It's not as unusual as you think. There's Zulu, right? Mm -hmm. Zulu, man. Dude, there's, there's Move from, um, I think they're from Baltimore. They're, uh, they're uh, Buggin. Buggin. Yeah, dude, flat spot. Like, flat End spot. it. And Ended. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is what I'm saying. Like, there's so many of us. And then, like, you know, there's like Martine in Terror. There's, of course. You know, like, there's, yeah. and then there's Bad Brains and there's Fishbone and then yeah. you keep going back. There's fucking Death. You know, there's so death. many of us then and now. And so, my, when I found it, when I found out that rock music as a whole really, its beginnings has, you know, had black people involved. That Frankie was, Lyman and the Teenagers. Yo, real talk, dude. Dude, Rocket eighty eight. Like, mm -hmm. come on, man. L like, let's get really real. Like, where you just become a little more aggressive, a little more intense. Like, mm -hmm. that's 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 the structure. So, that's when I really realized it. And um, my mission, whether people fuck with it or not, is not really <laughs> my concern anymore. <laughs> is to make a space for um, the kids that were like me. You know that, and I don't know. I'm saying you don't even got to be black at this point. This is just having like you're trying to find yourself, so put yourself, and then for me being, so I was in the, I was where I'm from with the people I'm with, doing what I do already. It was like this sort of aberrant, strange, anomalous uh, event. Just me existing in Inglewood, doing the mm -hmm. punk rock thing and skateboarding, right? Being straight edge, fucking yeah, skating. totally, dude. They're like, what the fuck? I know, right? What is he on? <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, is he okay? You feel me? Yeah, this he's, don't you, even fuck with him. Did you feel more of yourself oh and not God. accepted because the neighborhood you grew up in, because you weren't the typical person from the neighborhood, like you were skating, you punk totally. rock lived every? Did you feel more of the family unit in punk rock when you got in it, or did you also feel racism that's, in punk rock? That's I love you for that. That's where that's where I was going. I said, oh, 
there's this alternative world where everybody is living harmoniously and being weird is okay. Let me go over there. I go over there. And now I'm me being the darkest person, me and my best friend, we are the two token black guys. Every black joke, every black, uh, you know, nomenclature every everything on tv oh did you see uh the new dave chappelle sk- yeah motherfucker i saw yeah, it like, I saw, yeah. of course i saw it like do you like richard Pryor? like yeah you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it, it, it's like i get it i do get it but it was it it does actually become burdensome as a as a person of color to have to uh onboard all that to almost live up to what you're expected to be in punk rock you got to be black and a punk you know, you can't just be a punk. And, 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 and you know, to, to the like I said, like I said, it's just a lack of education. There's times where people think they just think you're outside of your culture. That's why they would ask you, "Oh, did you see the Dave Chappelle thing?" And you it's feel like, me? "Bitch, what do you think?" Yeah. And also, <laughs> do you think I got a fucking TV? You <laughs> like, that's the monolith, you, you know, right? Why wouldn't I watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, what if I didn't? Is what that I did? does, am also, I not am I, I not black because I don't fucking yeah. do this, that, the other? Yeah. It it it, it, it goes back to like. People outside of the culture trying to tell you what it is to be black. Yeah, man. I, there was this one time. Gosh, this is making me think of so much. It's cool. This conversation is yeah, yeah, like yeah, amazing because, yeah. you know, there's I, I don't get to talk to a lot of right, right. cats like this because right. there's not a lot of cats that, right. you know, necessarily go through this. But I remember one time I was backstage, you know, it was before I was going on uh, at, at the comedy store. Yeah. And I remember, we're, we're, I won't say the comic's name, but, you know, I, I was talking you know, with comics and they were just kind of asking my story because I was newer to the scene. Right. And they were like, oh man, I guess I see you got the, you know, the, like what's, you know, what's good with that. And, you know, and, and I just started giving, you know, just, just my history of me, yeah. and me and, you know, what I've dealt with and the things I've gone through. And, uh, you know, I was expressing like, you know, like the, the black culture and like people thinking I don't have the knowledge. And I right. remember, uh, this comic, she was like, Ooh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get you black. You're going to come to this event. And I was like, what? <laughs> like I was like, well, that's that's a strong right. Thing to, that's a strong thing to just say. But I, you know, I'm not gonna be disrespectful, right? You know, like stoic. Sure, uh, sure, you know? sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I get, you know, I got my, you know, yeah. you know, shit attack. But it 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 is interesting to to hear that, and it's like, don't you think just me having this skin tone is you feel me? <laughs> look, that look, and that's no real you know, talk. And I, and I wanted to say that, but I was just like, I was like, you know what, I. I don't know this person. I don't want to get into with right. this person. I'm, sure. And I'm not angry. Sure. I'm I, I, I'm 35. Right. I've been dealing with it since. Right. <laughs> right. Know? Right. Right. Not like I'm immune to this shit. But it right. was it was just interesting to hear someone you know, especially that has the same skin tone as me to be to, to not understand like. Right. Like, I'm not. I'm not putting this in a costume tonight. Yeah, like right. I didn't put this on <laughs> to come do the show. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Did that fuck with your mental? Maybe both of you, because me and Derek talk about it too. Him growing up in Cleveland, being punk rock, vegans, uh, dread, skateboarding, like from from people where you grew up in your neighborhood or people your environments. Did you feel like you had to prove that you were black because you mm. were punk and skateboarders you feel like you had to prove like i got no, too I really exhausted am. i got too exhausted right, i got right. too but exhausted. i'm but i'm right. saying but did you put pressure on yourself like question yourself like uh no because I, I, ju- I just went solo i just became right. solo i became ass. like a lone wolf right, you went right. Solo on that ass. You know, yeah. Yeah, i just went solo on that <laughs> still <laughs> no, the same I, yeah i kind of just became like a, a lone wolf because i was just like you know what mm. and become a real black sheep like it wasn't it wasn't Yo, just yeah really. yeah exactly it wasn't just 
white people that I was hearing things from. It wasn't just wow, black people wow. that I was hearing things That's from. Derek said I was hearing it, people. I was wow. hearing it from everybody. So wow. it's like, oh, well, I, I mean, I guess, I, I guess I just got this. You know what I mean? I got, yeah. I got, you know, I mean, black flag makes me happy. They don't, they don't judge me. Right, right. You know, you know right. what I'm saying? Like that, you know, minor threat. I'm right. not this enough, not that enough. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm and just I, me. And I'm, and meanwhile, I'm listening to lyrics where it's just expressing individuality. Right. Facts. You know what I mean? Like right. that's that's what that's what that that's the music that I was mm-hmm. listening to. And you know, like one of my top favorite bands is Corn because you told me that. Yeah. Corn was the the first time I ever heard someone talk about like what they were going through at home right. with, with their parents wow and how That's abusive amazing, the, how like the abuse yeah that you know jonathan davis was going through i was like wow Fuck. wow and i didn't I know like, that this he is told me because all yeah. i probably prejudged him as a punk hardcore kid like all oh, this rap metal back then and then i was like Man. and then i don't know how deep the lyrics got and then i meet you and that it's, yeah it's amazing telling wow. you, like i'm telling you, you what, know what i mean wow what, yeah what corn did for me and what I, did, I mean, I got into them when I was in fifth grade. Damn! Wow. I mean, what what they did for me was like magical. Mm. And like I'm for, like anytime Corn is in town, I go see those motherfuckers. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's like that's like you. I'm like you spoke to me. You yeah. spoke to that that's fifth grader wow. that, that you really didn't is. even know, but you spoke to this fifth grader who was being <sighs> abused at home. You know? Wow! By by a crazy stepdad and. You know, that's someone that wasn't even biologically my dad, right? And and to and to hear them just like just scream that out, and I and wow. and, and the thing with corn, I was like, this is the sound that I that's in my in your that, head. This is the sound that's of my powerful, of my man. house. Wow, that's the sound. So like that's wow. the thing with corn matched the set like all the lyrics and the sound that of was it, a soundtrack. It matched what was going. Yeah, like you could play corn while I'm going through what I'm going through with my stepdad. Wow. Like wow. you, it, it, and, and it'll match that tone. It's crazy. There's what a world that knows that Chappelle Lacey exists, and he's a comedian, and this is your whole story. And then there's a corn world that they not, they might never meet you or know that you exist, and the power they had on your life is. So I think Jonathan Davis should fucking meet you. So I'm putting that out in the fucking. Facts. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd, that'd be great. I'll put it out there, yeah. man. I'll fucking DM I, I brought, right I brought, now. I brought, I brought yeah, freak out real. if I met him. I've, I've written. That's beautiful. With, I've written with monkey oh wow yeah, and shout out shit to like that so i might have to holler at them we toured them a couple times yeah 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 that's so saying the last time i saw yeah. you guys was uh with corn damn i like that yeah and so i want to get i know we covered a lot of things but i want to get to them because you did so much in music but yeah. the one thing you mentioned before is that you you were like freestyling cyphers and shit yeah in, in the younger days before even being in the band yeah like just before and what was your mc name too dude i actually so i was doing graffiti <laughs> and shit so it was just x3 Hard. three x's oh that's know? hard so it's ecks three so like that's that. what i was writing um and so that would be Sick. my shit um but yeah no I, I really like and all my again this is i actually have to like this is one of my favorite combos i just want to say i did almost 200 podcasts and this oh, is i love it. Oh, and i love yeah. like just meeting somebody for the you know really sitting down with them and getting there and just connecting it's awesome this dude i love it too i'm so glad we're doing this so good okay it's tell us about the rap life yeah well i mean look my thing was Again, this um, out of step, if you will, yeah. out of step existence, right? Like everywhere I went, everywhere I went. And what I was saying earlier, like even when I got to punk rock, I got there and realized like it wasn't, there's still, 
there's still these barriers and constructs that's that that bleed into even punk rock, right? That you know, the, which is with, sad. It is me. sad. It is. It is sad. And but then we get to have these conversations as yeah. you know, punk rockers, and you know, and and be like, we can do better. And so I got to that and was like, you become the alternative kid in the alternative scene, mm. and that's lonely. Like you know, when you feel that, that's really lonely. So I thought I was gonna go in there and be like. I'm home, and I actually went there and was like, "Oh, I'm still weird here." Like, I, <laughs> wow. you know, because I'm, I'm I'm like trying to do uh, like boys to men vocal runs in my punk band. I was in a punk band called Fubar when I was 14. Fubar, yeah, fucked up beyond all recognition. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. So it was me and my best friends, dude. Like my best friends from school. We played. We literally were in his parents' garage. We were the band in high school, and. We got to then I started Let Live. That was like the the like what turned what that turned into Let Live, and like 2002. That right? Yes, okay, yes. Okay. So I'm still in high school, and all my other friends' bands from El Segundo they were starting to meet people from Orange County, Bleeding Through, Throwdown, you know, all those cats, and they got to they got close and they got to play shows with them. For Let Live, it was so fucking hard for anyone to give a fuck about us because. I was like, no, look, there's this other culture inside of punk rock and hardcore that's kind of alternative. And that's when I found Glassjaw and shit and was like, love wow. that. Like, nice. love yeah. Glassjaw. Yeah. You know what I'm shout saying? Out, like, shout out to Glassjaw. You know, New Carol. York and shit. Yeah, dude. Like, and I was like, okay, cool. And then, um, and that that was that was me following my love for AFI. And, you know, and, and this is all after Minor Threat. So I kind of went like, I went like backwards. I think nowadays people will start with like, um, MGK and then go yeah. back. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll <laughs> yeah. start with MGK and be yeah. like, "That's punk," and go whoop, and then find their way backwards. I started with skate videos, yeah. punk rock. Same. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Minor Threat, fucking. You know, and then I moved on to, and then I found Blink 182. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I went like that way. Oh, okay. Yep. You know. So as I'm doing all all that, um, you know, I I, I go and and let live. It's just not getting love. Like. We're locally popping because we're the only band. But once we leave our little city, nobody's really fucking with us because we're just too weird. And it's a really lonely space to be. But instead of bending, I just doubled, tripled, quadrupled down on what I knew was dope. So I, I stayed on my fucking freestyles. I was like still out at Project Blow. Shouts out to Project Blow, Lamert Park. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd be over there. I'd play in, you know, in the daytime, boom, at the in the garage, and then we'd drive over to Lamert Park, Project Blow, and just freestyle, cypher, in the car, cypher, at a party, freestyle, wow. cypher, battling people we don't even know. Like, <laughs> hey, look at this fool, you know what I'm saying? Out yeah. here looking like a damn Seinfeld character, like, just like whatever, <laughs> like, just going to Brentwood talking shit. That's but so funny. The, the reason I say all of that is to give love, flowers, praise, and thanks to my little friend group where we were actually misfits we were actually fucking weirdos black brown asian mixed white kids too but we were the fucking alternative of the alternative Mm. we were the weirdest everywhere we went and eventually because we we spent middle school sixth grade to 12th grade by the time we was in 12th grade we was on we was next up because we made our little thing and couldn't nobody shake us nobody not to mention some of us were pretty good with the hands. So it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like nobody yeah. could, no one could fuck with us. Like no one could shake us. So I would pull up to school in an Echo, unlimited, you know, big ass uh, sweater, South Pole jeans with my crust vest over it. Wow. 
low key yeah. like Sick. and that's when i had like uh, my hair was like you know i had like a little mid fro and i had you know gauged ears and shit i got tattooed at 14 like wow. i was dude i mean we were just the the most out there you could be to all cultures because again like i said we had everybody we had and then we go home you know our black mothers and fathers are you know mexican or El Salvadorian at the time, our homies, their family, uncles, and you know, Asian parents, they'd all be like, what are you doing? And we, you know, we'd eat it and, you know, eat a little shit and then come back and be with each other at a show. And we had to basically, we had to fortify and create a force field and be with each other everywhere we went. Yeah. We didn't really pull up by ourselves. Yeah. We was always together. We'd go out to Corona Showcase Theater, um, Chain Reaction. And in the beginning, motherfuckers be like, oh what is this you know like making fun of us and shit trying us by 12th grade what boy we was <laughs> you better watch your girl when we out here you know what I'm saying like we was really we was really you know we was we was on so you guys have a name of your like crew or anything or no yeah actually it was called <laughs> it's called dub ce we control everything so wow. that was our thing like but it all came from just understanding like i said what you do is dope. As long as you love it, it's dope. And it might not catch on at the beginning or people might not get it. But if, even if you just got like one, two people that understand, even if you just have you, if you're listening to this and it's just you, yeah. I promise you, you are not alone. Like send out the bat signal, whether that's on your Instagram, start a band, go do comedy, put up flyers around your neighborhood. We're, in a, we're globalized now. You can look on the internet and find others like you. I yeah. promise you, you are not alone like when i was younger we didn't have the internet like that so no. it was dope to have some of my friends but um i promise you you're not alone just send out that back signal the bat signal like i said could be anything but you got to start it with you know do what you do and know it's dope so it all started with me yeah i would say with like freestyling because we would just talk our shit you know yeah you know and who was like an inspiration like, mc back then for you Back then, then when I was really on my shit, like it all obviously started with NWA, Snoop, yeah. Pac, and Biggie. All started with that exhibit too. Ooh, at the was speed it? of light. Oh, what? yo, exhibit. Paparazzi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paparazzi was on 411 skate video, ma uh, skate, uh, skate mm -hmm. mag, uh -huh. uh, the video magazine. It, that's actually how I found exhibit was through 411. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I love the Restless record too. All that Dude, act. yes, yeah. yes, yes. He's got some hits. Executioners man. and shit. Yeah, uh, the, uh, um, alcoholics and shit. Mm -hmm. Alcoholics, yeah. So, but but when I was really, really getting it like that, it was um, it was uh, Lewis Logic, another mixed brother from he's from the East Coast. He he was sponsored by Chapman Skateboards. Oh wow, dude! Look, I gotta give a disclaimer. If people go back and listen to Lewis Logic now, I don't condone the shit he was saying. <laughs> he was saying some crazy shit. Okay. He was saying some crazy shit. Like right now, it wouldn't fly. But he was nice with the mic. Like his his metaphors, everything crazy. He couldn't say any of that shit now. But but back then, he was yeah. nice with the mic. Lewis Logic, Living Legends was huge. Yeah. Uh, atmosphere, slug. Atmosphere. Um, you know, Merce, Brother Ali. Like I was on some like rap rap. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like backpack rap. Yeah. Dead Prez. All those like, dudes got all those dudes got bars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Most yeah, yeah. deaf Talib. Yeah. Like uh before quality control Talib, like you know, it was reflection oh, wow. Eter eternal and shit. Yeah, like, Dead Prez yeah. on the vegan shit too. Man. Yeah, bro. That's how I, they, dude, that's how I don't meat. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. they they literally they only smoke weed, right? They like don't drink or nothing, right? They don't drink, smoke cigarettes. They're like about the earth, yeah. you know? And yeah. that to me, that's when I started that. Thank you for bringing that up, Toby. That's when I got hit hard 
because my be healthy. Yes, my dad, my whole hood was like, um, what you mean you don't you're not having chicken tonight. What you mean? That ain't meat. What you mean you ain't having this um sausage? What you mean you ain't having these ribs like banging on me like, oh, you a bitch for not eating, for not eating something. Like how fucking that crazy. Is, it is crazy how, that people get hyped. How like, deep hey, does what? it go? Yeah. How deep crazy. you go? Once again, that's part of the manhood thing. This like, is what I'm tough. This is what I'm saying. Drink yeah. the beer. You know what I'm saying? Sports. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shit. That's what I'm saying. And they, and they hit me with it. And then I found Deb Prez. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't eat no meat, no dairy, no, no sweets. sweets. You know what I'm saying? Like that was, I said, and these motherfuckers were hard. They were militant about militant, like, you know, they militant. were like, they were like black all day. <laughs> so, I was, so I was like, you know what? Then I went back, same way with rock music. I went back and found out that the vegan diet is very much early on a black thing. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? There's uh Ethiopian Jamaican, like there's like, it's actually, there's so many, uh, roots and derivation in black culture original vegan shit not before you know you know what it was before we had beyond and impossible yeah, we had a motherfucking burger with Boca, vegetables uh, the Boca burger dude you know what I'm saying pox and shit yeah, yeah bro like where you was like ugh, dreading but I gotta yeah, eat tonight burger. you know what I'm saying <laughs> I gotta eat like <laughs> fuck it also KRS-One my philosophy KRS-One was on the knowledge reign supreme hell yeah but, but, a lot, but a lot of people a lot of uh, people in the black culture are becoming like vegan like Jadakiss yeah. Yes, vegan, uh, yes. Styles P. Yes, I think Jay Z and Beyonce. Shouts out to them. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I just yeah. I Jermaine Dupree's been on for like Jermaine, that twenty five yeah, years. Look, yeah, this is what I'm. We, will yeah, I yeah. am. Yes. Oh yeah, will I am. Yep. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So it's again, so cool to see that in hip hop. Yeah, especially artists that I, I looked up to. I mean, think about I mean? J- yes. J- Think about Jada King. Jada King. <laughs> one of the greatest. Like, one of the greatest MCs of all time. Yeah, The same guy Yeah. He's got the juice bars in Harlem and the Bronx, all but this, that, man. Bro, let me just say it right now. I'm cool. not gonna, I'm not gonna give you all the the name. Well, I'll give you all the name after this. I'm not gonna give you all the name because you're gonna take it. I gotta copyright this shit. Yeah. I am gonna, I want to start a a, a a company or excuse me, company that's so capitalist. Look at me, I'm fucking up. I meant, <laughs> I want to start a shop that focuses specifically on organic whole foods for the hood, at Great. accessible price like prices so that people can get it. This is again, this sort of this this is this is how deep it goes, right? I remember growing up, I couldn't really, I wasn't eating well, not because I didn't want to, it's because I a didn't even know how to, yeah. and b couldn't afford to do much else other than eat the McDonald's or the liquor store or the nine nine cent store that was around the corner from my house. Yeah. We have food deserts, bro. Yeah. Food deserts. That's what they're trying to kill us. You see that documentary before yes. John Lewis? Yes. Shout out to Badass Vegan John Lewis. He did an incredible documentary. It was hard for him to get picked up because of the reality of the yep. documentary. He he pushed and tried that. Ended up putting it on himself on his website. Hard. Totally DIY. Hard. Because nobody picked it up because it was it was a lot of reality to it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying, though, right? The food desert stuff. Yeah. Let's go back and just think. If if they're stopping it from happening, there's a reason. Who's stopping it from happening? Look at who's. You know what I'm saying? Just go back and look at who is stopping you from speaking your truth. Because isn't it kind of crazy to be like, that is what I believe. You know what I'm saying? And someone be like, you can't say that. Why? Why is it so threatening? So just a real quick tidbit on like, again, systemic fucking <laughs> these, the way these institutions work. Just just follow the money. Just look at the trail to see who's trying to stop you from doing what you need to do or you feel like you need to do. If Especially if you feel like it's for the betterment of more than just yourself. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a reason. So did you go to college? 
no, I, w- I got into a co- <laughs> Okay, <laughs> he here, said I got in. <laughs> I got into one. Um, I was, you just have so much knowledge, man. Like I'm, it's thanks, like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I just wisdom uh, too, man. Dead Prez, self education. Okay, yeah, they, yeah. they they spoke right, on self educating. You know. Yeah. I also shout out to Mr. Leith, my uh, advanced placement American history teacher, eleventh grade, who got fired for teaching alternative curriculum, which opened my eyes. Taught me about OK Player, the OG OK Player websites. Um, taught me about all the you know subversive learnings and teachings that you can find out about what's really going on. He got fired from my high school because he was teaching the real American history. Wow. Got fired from my high school. So shouts out to him. He really opened my eyes in 11th grade um, to really teach myself and educate myself the way I have. So, but yeah, I, I did. I didn't go to college. I I got into a couple because. Um, cause at the, by the end of college, like I said, I was like, fuck this. I was barely even like there. Did you graduate though? High school? I graduated. Yeah. Barely, barely graduated. And, and what didn't was your get goal? To walk. Um, did you have any goals then? Yeah. Music. Okay. That okay. was it. Yeah. It's yeah. just to talk my shit, just to speak my truth really. And the reason I got into college is because I got offered two or I was going to be offered two tennis scholarships. Yeah, tennis? how's that you for play a fu- tennis? How's that for a fucking curveball? Yeah, I played Wha- tennis. Wow, but That's only awesome. only That's really amazing. Only because my dad told me I had to. Right, that was one way. One way me and my dad bonded was we go to Inglewood, we go to Bentonella Park, well Sentinel Park, but it was in the blood neighborhood of Bentonella Park, um, and uh, we would play in these shot fucking tennis courts. <laughs> shot like you know, <laughs> shot like us. Yo, I'm saying, boy, it was shot. You know how um the tennis uh. You know, everybody close your eyes right now and picture this. Tennis court, fucking, uh, the lines should be drawn. You don't know where anything is. You got leaves everywhere. You got bottles everywhere. You know the potholes. Potholes in the goddamn. And you know how the the tennis, the net is supposed to be tight and taut and... Bro, droopy. This shit look like some saggy old drawers, boy. Yeah. Like in the middle, you can just walk over that bitch if yeah. you wanted to. So that's where I was learning how to play that's tennis so with my dad. Funny. And he said to me, he said, "Look." I'm gonna tell you this right now. My dad gave me a couple gems. I'm not gonna lie. He 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 kicked me kicked some game down. And this is one of them. He said, "Look, what you got to do is you got to go to school. You got to get out. You got to do business. And most people in business are white. Most white people um, in business play golf or tennis. So you got to pick one." And he's like, "I don't know how to play golf." <laughs> <laughs> so so I said, "Cool. All right, let's play tennis." And right, I shout out pops. Yo, for real, like for real. Wow. And and here's. All, th- this is great. This is such a good conversation because we keep finding connections, right? Yeah. When we was talking about, um, when we was talking about how it's it, the people are just doing what they can, fathers, right? Fathers yeah. just doing what they can, is, and, and because systemically they've been put in a position where this is all they can do. It feels all they can do, right? That was my father's attempt to be like, look, I'm gonna get you this piece of information that I know that I've learned. Right. And maybe when he's putting his hands on me, too, maybe he was like, this is how I learned how to be disciplined, because if you step out of line, my dad was, you know, segregation. My dad's not young. My dad was drinking at, you know, it was like post Jim Crow. Like he's drinking out of fountains the other side. What up? Hey, come here, man. (laughs) Come here. You are cool as hell, bro. (laughs) I just think you're so fucking cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, bro. I've like I've seen you through your dad and stuff and just everything you do, your vibe. So cool. Thank you. <laughs> Hell yeah. I just wanted to say Max that. is waking up. Yeah, I just did. I love it. All right, so we go, we go back with saying, so hang out, y- Max. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's those moments where he he was taught in an era where if he spoke at a line, that 
it could be the the consequences were so dire. Yeah, a black man speaking out of line. So what 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 he was taught and how he was taught was much more aggressive. It was much more hardline. So he's moving tough love. In, tough love. So he's boom. So now he's teaching me, especially again, a light skinned boy who he's trying to like teach how to be. You know, a, a, a black man in America for all intents and purposes, but also understand my privilege. Mm. You know, so he's hitting me with both sides, right? He's like, look, you might get it. You might get into some of these buildings I will never get into. So you're going to learn how to play tennis. And that's what I did. I played tennis and I, and I did it. Killed it. I ain't going to front. Like, I was, pretty <laughs> <good>. <laughs> I, was pretty, I was pretty good. I was pretty good. I was out there, you know, saying there was like, you know, they did like little junior olympics like prospects and stuff and they had me go out and try i didn't go but like you know you so it's like to that level at the time and honestly cool but bro even in that time even in that time i'm like you know you get your outfit i was on the team i was on i played tournament i did satellite tournaments but i also played for the high school westchester high shouts out the comets um (laughs) (laughs) kendrick talks about it in in good kid mad city oh he does yeah 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 the girl light skin girls playing westchester um so yeah so um (laughs) Yeah, I, I would have my I would have my CCS. That was a, a skateboard. Yeah, that skateboard mail, magazine. Mail, yep. magazine. Yep. I have my CCS basketball shorts on, uh-huh. which you sh- weren't allowed to wear. Jeff Red Vegan Jeff Rowley um is, uh, Vans yep. that we put out for skate and and I had a like a mid fro and I would like dye my shit all crazy. It's hard. And I'd be pulling up to these tennis events, and this is all this is going to the punk rock thing and your essence, bro, and getting looked at like a freak, like truly, like categorically they're like this motherfucker out there and i would whoop they asses like and and to me what that was was a a way to really show the world that you can be anything while being anything yeah you can be white black asian you could you could be um truly you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah you could be anything you could uh you could be afflicted with trauma there's perhaps a disability from this place and believing that you can do it is step one because this world is trying to tell us we can't. I'm not trying to negate the fact that there's this because I went all this whole whatever how long we've been talking talking about the system trying to keep us down. I still believe that. What I but but within ourselves in a, in a stoic manner, mm-hmm. we do have control, or we need to believe we have control over how we see ourselves. Yep. Mm. Even if it's thirty seconds a day, even if it's thirty seconds a year. Yeah. Take that moment. To look at who you really are, not what this world is telling you to be or perceives you as, yeah. but who you really are. Well, it's like that. Back to that dude that that said I was capping or whatever. I'm like, oh, he 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 made me realize something. Mm, you know, he made me realize. Wow. You know, even though he was coming at it in a way that like, wow, I, I know this dude, but it, like he made me realize and and validating my reason, like my reason for really understanding who I am. Yep. You know, like yep. seeing that dude write that, I go. Oh, that's funny. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's all, it's all, it's almost cute. But that, you okay. know what I mean? Yes. But it, but it just made me realize like, oh, I I got this. I know where I'm at. But that goes when I said when you said how did you, you know, become comfortable with my own skin? I it was through adversity. Yeah. It was through it was through my journey, through searching for my blackness while, you know, being at the time especially I was very ambiguous uh ethnically ambiguous. Mm-hmm. I could be like Persian, Puerto Rican, but you know like yeah, yeah, especially yeah. I'd be casted in every show. I know yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Like, put him in, in whatever. Yeah. <laughs> put him in whatever fucking the mummy, put him in yeah, goddamn yeah, exactly. who knows. Boys in the hood. Boys in the hood, like whatever. Put him in fucking what's that one? Brink. Yeah. You know brink, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but for me, it was being told who and what I wasn't 
that made me have to look inside and go, yeah. are they right? Mm. These people give you those kind of lessons. Are they right? Yeah. And you know what? And I always say this. I said this in Let Live a lot. I didn't know how bright I could shine until I was in the dark. Yeah. I didn't know how, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know. I really didn't. I, I, I was like, I was in a really, I was in a quite particularly unique position too as a young person because it was kind of getting, it was a little cool um, to be mixed for a second. Like, you know, I'm like, you know, and everyone in the hood made all them jokes about like the light skin eyes and like the hair. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With like Mercury, Mercury's in retrograde and all yeah, the light yeah, skins yeah, lose their yeah, powers yeah, and fall yeah. out the sky. So funny. No, so like I was there. So like there was that part of it where I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is accepted. Um, when I was in the space where it was where it was cool, but then I'd go out and I'd have like a girlfriend whose parents were white mm. and they would, I remember one time they was like, oh, before I even went into the dish was like, hey, you should show Jason how to use uh, the fork and spoon for the spaghetti. Wow. I said, I said, I've had spaghetti before. <laughs> was, you feel me? You feel me? I was like, uh, I, I'm like I, Chef Boyardee, but like spaghetti nonetheless. And then <laughs> and she's like, and, and my girlfriend looks at me. And in that moment, in that moment, I remembered, I remembered that like, I can't take this off. My culture, you know, where I'm from. And at the time, especially, especially against her skin, I looked like, much more melanated than my girl i can't really let go of that even if i wanted to there's people that are going to remind me so what i need to do is embrace that yeah. i need to embrace who i am yeah all on all facets so that's like like you said the lesson the lessons that you get from people um that are actually seemingly contrary to like what a lesson typically would be, right? Mm -hmm. You, I, 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 I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot, and I know this. I know this, especially in this woke world. You know what I'm saying? Loudwire. I'll say some shit on Loudwire, and they'll be like, "You can't say that. Yeah, yeah. You're Latin <laughs> or whatever." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll be like, it, "People trying to tell me, tell me tell you who I am, and also my are. experience." Yeah. Oh my goodness, my. Oh, my, that drives me crazy. What my drives experience? Drives me crazy. My with the law, you know, my record. Yeah in the state you know what i'm saying yeah. like what has happened to me um you know all these different things people trying to strip me of that and black people included black yeah. people included yep. so mm. at some point you just have to be okay and understand that your truth is is uh is not subjective this is your truth that's your truth it's what you've experienced yeah so mm. I want to talk about skateboarding. Did you yeah. ever try being a pro skater? Yeah, yeah. I, really I heard, thought you, that. Got, I heard you got amazing skills at a skate as a skater. Uh, yeah i was pretty good i Only guess street yeah, I started, to, well, because again, Inglewood didn't have a skate park, mm. so we had to go to take trips to um, Oceanside, the YMCA, shouts out the YMCA skate park, um, so we didn't really have anything like that, and what I realized is to skate com competitions, you had to get good at parks, because that's where they had all the competitions, Yeah. so I started doing um, park like around uh 14 or something Damn. yeah yeah but then there's kids you know what i'm saying like my son he just dropped in i got a video i'll show you he dropped in that venice bowl the six foot at five years old wow, wow. yeah yeah yeah. so like oh shit so i'm at 14 i'm like way behind so <laughs> right, right. you know You're like damn you feel me i was mad <laughs> yeah. look at that like want to be proud i'm like you motherfucker. <laughs> but did you want to go pro too or no i, I wanted i didn't want to go pro i didn't really have any ambition for pro skating i just wanted to get sponsored which i i got you know i got flowed from adidas nice um there's a Dope. company called elenium world industries back in the day they were oh. nelson gundo so i got boards from them Sk uh, there was a little skate shop that the homies 
you know, got me put on District. Shout out District. Um, HG Skate was the only skate shop. It was connected to a hardware store because it was the same family that owned it. Oh, wow. Called HG Skates mm-hmm. uh, on Sentinel and Inglewood. Shouts, shouts out to them. That's cool. But yeah, that was, honestly, I always say this when people talk to me about my live show. The reason I do what I do is because of skateboarding. The way that I look at something and go, I can climb that. I could jump over that. I can make that a mm. ramp. That's literally, when I look at architecture, I go, it's all because of skateboarding. Literally. Yeah. And then it goes even deeper. You look at a, on, on like a cerebral level of how you had to take something that was not intended for you to do a, a crooked grind on or kick the backside tail. You know what I'm saying? Like you, these stairs that were meant to be walked down, not, not <laughs> yeah. you know, saying front side flip down. You have to then find a way to manipulate that obstacle into something that you can do with your skateboard. Yeah, it's true. And that's like life, bro. It's artistic. It's, it it's like, total, think about it. Like, it, like you look at, like skateboarders look at like something like almost like a like oh like a, like a painting or it's like a, a bit like a building yeah. like a piece, a piece of, of art. It's like oh, oh I can do to it. I can do this to piece this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you go and create. Dude, Daywan song, Roddy Moore. Oh uh, yeah. You know, Daywan yeah. versus Rodney, round one and two. Yeah, it was, it was like OG. Dude, I'm saying, bro, like. The way that they oh shouts out to them because they was at Loyola Village, which is a school in Westchester for round one, um, for that video, and I saw them filming that. I, oh, I oh, really? saw them film. Day one used to kick me down. He'll never remember this, but he used to call me. He'd be like, "Dude, you got some skills, kid." And he would like kick me down boards. It was so far. I'll never, wow. I'll never forget that. But um, I got to see them film uh, Day One versus Rodney Mullen round one at that school like most of it you know what i'm saying like the uh picnic benches that he would go down that seven stair so he would do like a uh, nose blunt to um and then he pop and do like a backside blunt uh or front side or yeah no back front side <laughs> down uh the bench that was flat to down like that was all at the school that i kicked with that, that the first kick foot down more than uh, three stairs was a seven stair for me. It was that school. Uh, wow. First rail I ever did was at that school. It was a three stair, so it didn't really count. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but all that, dude. And I, and that's actually how I kind of got linked. And, and that's how I got to experience skateboarding beyond the videos and going, oh, no, this is tangible now. You know, and they was pulling... Day one at the time, I think he was pulling up in like a, like a, I don't know, like a cool... You know, he was into cars and shit. So he'd come in like a, a tricked out, I don't know, Civic or something. I don't really know what he had <laughs> yeah. at the time. And... uh I remember being like, oh, so you can like live like this? You can do this as a job? Mm. And so I just um, thought, I'm going to keep doing this for a while. And then I broke both my ankles trying to film. I broke oh, both sh- my ankles. One, and then it healed. Boom. Went out to film the part again. Literally, it rained the day before. I was at Beverly High, that nice air rail, and broke the other one. Wow, And that's man. when I started playing music for real. <laughs> like, yeah. really grabbed my guitar yeah. and was like... Fuck it! I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just focus on this band shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, so Did, was your mom supportive and you, and your pops about like, you going to punk shows, you skating, you doing all this stuff that wasn't. <sighs> were they worried about you? Probably. They really look. They I let you be free to yeah, be out there. They was doing. They was dealing with their own shit. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of was on my own at that time. You know, yeah. I moved out a little early and came back. And later moved out again. But yeah, I was I was kind of on my own shit at the time. My parents was it was quite fractious in the house. My dad had been to jail a couple of times, um, you know, during that just just during high school alone. Okay. Uh, and then some sometimes before that. So they was dealing with their own shit. And and I would say this, and this is why I got my fucking bone to pick with capitalism. Shouts out refused. Um shouts out to refused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like my bone to pick with capitalism is um I watched it. I watched it foundationally destroy my family. Mm. 
I watched it. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other things, but at the root of it was struggling to pay bills, struggling to achieve something that we were told we had to financially, struggling to eat properly, struggling struggling to keep the car running so we could get to the store, so we could get food and then bring it back, struggling to, you know, um, be a part of society as a, I even just hoping to be a, a middle class family. I watched all these things that we were supposed to do and watching my parents work so fucking hard. This is why I know for a fact it doesn't always have to do with how hard you work. Mm. You got some day workers, people doing like manual labor out there working harder than than fucking CFOs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And COOs and, and, and look, low key, like if you want to talk about like hard, hard, hard work, CEOs. You got people out there building this Community, city, state, country, and you have people that did build this country <laughs> off yeah. their backs, and they are feeling generational curses, generationally, uh, financial generational curses, um, because people are carved out of uh, access and opportunities. You know, uh, you know the the GI Bill. You know, when when black people was literally carved out of one of the largest wealth build, building opportunities in American history when they created the suburbs, you know, Levitt towns and, and such, you know, having a, a specific group of people cut out from that. And then, you know, by, uh, for all intents and purposes, plundered after building, literally helping build this country. I always, I always find it quite funny when people say, well, just, just try harder, but you're starting five steps back. You know what I'm saying? If you're starting five steps back, what do you expect? So I watched, my family works so hard and still not even get out of a apartment and never own anything. Wow. You know, and now I own yeah. a, a home with my wife nice. and kids. And like, it's crazy because part of me feels punk rock guilt and hood guilt. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. part of me feels like, well, what about my homies? What about my friends? And, and, and sincerely when I started Fever, specifically when I started Fever, I'm like, this is going to be my ticket to give back to my friends and family first. And there's a part of that that kind of, it, 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 I made missteps because of that. Because I was so clouded. I wasn't stoic. I was so emotionally charged mm. by what I was doing that I was allowing some people in my space to take from me. Mm. Because I thought that I owed them that because I'm here and that's that's what you got to wow. do. Yeah. And yeah. so I dealt with a lot of that. I'm still dealing with it now. And I'm not, I haven't, I, and I got, I can be super honest. I haven't succeeded in the way that I can always disseminate or d- d- delineate, disambiguate who, who's there because they, they want to be on this ride with me and who's there because they need something for themselves. Mm. You know, you see it, right? You see, like, YG talks about it. You know what I'm saying? You see a lot of... Jay-Z talks about it being like, you know, I, I, I bring we bring the homies in just because we pay them a salary just because, um, but they're just trying to get theirs versus uh, communally or collectively um, build this thing that we can all sustain on. They're just trying to get theirs then and there. And for some people, I can understand it because that's all you know. You yeah. don't know about financial li- literacy or st- stability. You don't know that you can have a sustainable chunk in a, a sustainable investment that gives you residual and passive income. You don't. You don't know. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, most people don't. I didn't know a damn thing other than hustling. And then when I learned it, shout out to my wife again, who really taught me 
because she comes from a place where you could do that. Her family did that. Yeah. I didn't even know you could own homes till I was like 18. I didn't know that you could actually own a home. I thought you rent. I thought everybody rented. Mm. I thought everybody rented till I was like 18. You know, and so, and it's like being able to realize that and see what is possible. You then have to to peel off all that dirt and layers of being taught you couldn't. Yeah. You know, so again, like feeling guilty for no reason, and you worked totally, totally. You know, yeah. The punk rock guilt. Yeah. It's and then we and like, damn, are they gonna call me a sellout? Like I called them a sellout. Are they gonna call me mm. a sellout the way I called? Uh, fucking, I don't, I don't even, I'm not, I'm not gonna name nobody, but the way I <laughs> called that band a sellout because they was on the radio and they're not playing my fucking VFW hall no more anymore. You know, fuck they're that. Not mine because it's not mine no more. Yeah. So am I going to... And then eventually, and this so is true. this is to all you young cats out there, doing it like the only way you're going to bring the scene up for real, beyond clout, beyond just being able to say that this is ours, but in a sustainable, a tangible, and an effective way is your success. Remaining alternative, but being successful in your own way and then allowing to uh, allowing people to access that same type of success. You know, True. there's a big argument in in a lot of like black leftist communities about um you know, uh, black capitalists, right? Like Jay-Z, for example, would people yeah. be like, "Oh, well, he's no he's no better than whoever, you know, Bezos or whatever." And and I and I I take offense to that because I Quite literally, I just signed to Rock Nation Management with Fever, and I see the the philanthropy department in the building. I see the opportunities that he opens for Black people to um to par- participate in these wealth building opportunities. I see it. I see it. I'm not saying because I don't think anybody can do it perfectly. I'm not saying that these you know that these critiques are baseless, and I'm not saying that these critiques are you know bullshit but i am saying that we do i just kind of back to your point toby like if we can find a way to be compassionate and understand that this man came from marcy projects oh man and you know what i'm saying like he's just doing his best. a lot of these CA- ceos and cfos don't don't co- like yeah ain't coming from marcy this is what i'm saying Shout out to you mean jay brown over there I'm about to apparently Shout i'm out to jay brown that's I'm, my dude oh is i'm dude they telling me i'm gonna love he's, jay brown he's he's that's what they saying. The boss, man. That's what they saying. Yeah, yeah they've been Jay Z for a long time, man. Yeah, I think Rock we're gonna Nation. fly to New York or something and, and do a little. So cool, man. Yeah, I'm hyped. I'm really hyped. He was, cool. he was a big supporter of Crossroads, man. He's always always there. That's fire. Mm-hmm. That's fire. That's I'm dope. stoked. He's with Jay Z from like the from the whole. See, oh, wow. Nation. Yeah, that's what I'm. That saying. says a lot too, but yeah, that's what I mean. I love Jay Z. I, I can't say anything bad about Jay Z. His whole story, everything. I've been following him forever, dude. Same. I know. It's like. And he gives back so that's, much too. That's I love, I love how he doesn't answer any of like entertain any you feel of me? the shit that like you feel me. You know when people are like running their mouths about them. because who knows? Because like you said, who actually knows who what actually this knows? man is doing behind yeah. closed doors with the with the billion dollars that him and Be- and Beyonce have amassed? Like I get it, and I'm gonna be super 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 real. They're a vegan catering company too. See what I'm saying? Like. Just let's just like break it down. I know that a lot of my leftist friends hate this argument, right? Like the the lesser of evils, the lesser of evils argument. But what if we the, the what if there isn't like what if we don't 
choose the lesser of the evil? What happens then? And my, my leftist friends will be like, well, you just completely reject all of it. And I'm like, I know, but I don't know if everyone's ready for that. I don't know if we're in a, our spiritual journey. Killer or, Mike says that same shit. Do you know what I mean? That's beautiful. I, dude, Mike's, do you know oh, what I mean? Man. Like, yeah. I don't know if we're all ready for that yet. I truly don't. And that's as a species. That's as a species. So, you know, I, I just, I think that a situation like a Jay-Z and Beyonce being billionaires, um, Rihanna being a billionaire, you know what I'm saying? Whoever. I personally don't, I would never, and I mean this, I, I, I will never, even if I amassed all that if I got all that money I wouldn't be a billionaire because I, I don't actually believe in being a billionaire because I think that whether people know it or not I believe that it's all it's it's near impossible not to exploit someone or something because to get that far ahead in a, a capitalist world you have to exploit there's a level a threshold of exploitation that needs to happen to get that much money banked yes you know what I'm saying it's just it's just how it works right um so but that all being said, if you're going to be a billionaire, I think that what Jay-Z does and what I'm, what I'm seeing just in early on in my relationship with Rock Nation, what I'm Congrats, seeing... by the way. That's awesome. Thank yeah, you, dude. Yeah. Thanks, dude. I'm super it's excited deal, about it. Man, yeah. I'm really excited about it. Um, what I'm seeing them do is some of the best shit I've seen or heard on a real level, not just a tax break level, uh, uh, of using such you know so much money. Yeah, so that's how I feel about it. I, I didn't. Really, I I knew about Nipsey Hussle, but it was it wasn't until Jay Z bought like a thousand copies of his yep. hundred dollar mix CD that he made that yep. he kind of like put him out there. You yes. know what I mean? And Nipsey Hussle is another one. It's super sad story. Give back to his community, vegan family. R.I.P. Yep. Like we bond on Nipsey mm. Hussle. Talk yeah. about him like Yo. all the time and trying oh, to stay where it. he was love and get it. back into community and all that. That was fuck, man. Yeah. So he was affiliated Brutal. with Chico. So the, the in- mm. interesting thing. You know, bringing up the Jay Z like the, and the billionaire stuff, like okay, and and I don't know Jeff Bezos' story, but I'm gonna just use Bezos sure, as, sure, an, sure. as an example, okay? Sure. So, you know, knowing Jay Z, you know, like Jay Z, like you, when you said the twenty step back, twenty steps back, right? Jay Z's a billionaire, but right, I, you know, I don't know Jeff Bezos' story. Like I said, I'm just using it as an example. Sure, like, sure, sure. But like, I don't know Jeff Bezos. I don't know his like his come up, but. What if Jeff Bezos had that? He had the the twenty steps ahead, yep. but Jay Z coming yep. from Marcy Projects yep. had the twenty steps back. Yep. So looking Facts. at Jay Z become a billionaire, yep. You know that's that's I'm saying you know coming from from, from twenty steps back I'm of a guy like Jeff Bezos, an admitted drug dealer, an admitted yeah. drug, <laughs> an admitted drug dealer. Yep. You know what I'm yes, saying? So absolutely. Like it, and like, yeah, I almost caught a case too. Yeah, remember almost caught a case and all that stuff. Like you got you got to look at that kind of stuff. Look and and like you know. See the difference yes. in that. You yeah, know what I mean? Dude, th- th- I guess that, yeah. If that, if that made any sense. No, it makes perfect sense. And that's what I mean. Objectively speaking, put it on paper. Just put it on paper. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> put it on paper. You will see that what it, if you take everything aside, everything, you take um, the possibility of trauma, the possibility of the systemic injustice or, or imbalance that he may have faced, all these things. If you just look at where he came from, and the quite the the factual limited access to wealth building opportunities mm-hmm. that Jay Z had versus, let's say, let's for the sake of argument, Jeff Bezos, yeah, or Elon Musk. Let's just bring him up, or the kid from Facebook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mark, Zuck, Mark okay. Zuckerberg. There let's bring go. them up because we know they didn't deal drugs. We know they weren't at the projects. We know these yeah. people weren't. He went to Harvard, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, 
when you just put it on paper, for you to deny the 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 exceptionalism that it required, or at least like the the wherewithal and the smarts, if you're you to deny that um, a Jay Z of that, I think that's something deeper. I think that's something in you that you don't want to admit, whether that be um, sustaining a systemic imbalance because it because it benefits you, because it offers you privilege, or you just uh, don't want to believe that someone worked that hard because you wouldn't, or whatever it is. I believe it says something more. And two, again, when I'm talking about like the black leftist community, uh, specifically like black communists, not to get like too deep, but like I, 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 I observe these spaces and I'm not saying that they're, again, like I said, I'm not, I'm not negating their critiques. I understand them. I do. I, I, I sincerely do Naturally. on an objective level. I do understand it. But what I'm trying to say is as somebody from the area, similar to Jay-Z's area in, in enough ways, I know how difficult it is to just make it out and have money to show yeah. when you get mm. out of there. Can I ask you a question? Yes. So looks like, uh, I mean, do you, th- do you think because of uh, – always being the misfit and outsider that's helped you be able to step outside of all things and, and look at them like from a true outsider's perspective, because you know, like, 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 uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people can, can, especially with something that they agree with Mm. to look at something that they agree with and kind of step outside Mm. of it. Sorry. And kind of step outside of it and also critique that in a way, you know what I mean? Like not, and I'm saying like, cause some, some people just go, so hard and like this is it right but like not right. a lot of people know how to step out something that they that they believe yeah and go well let me let me, let me i just got a few questions totally you know what i'm saying yeah, absolutely and, and instead of, do you think that's because of being an, an you outsider in, in a misfit in a misfit yep you nailed it you right? that's, that's literally okay like quite literally at the nexus of who i am when i when i castigate my own beliefs yeah at the nexus of who i am is the ultimate misfit. Yeah. And living ambiguously in a way where I was this wild kid from the hood, like I said, had homies that banged, also had homies that um, skateboarded. Yeah. And moshed. Yeah, and moshed. (laughs) Moshed. You know what I'm saying? But I played tennis. I was in a band, but I played tennis. and cool. And I freestyled. And then I had, like, my girlfriend was cool, like, like, uh, what is the word I'm saying? Traditionally cool. She was cool in high school. Yeah. She was a cool, but I was like my best friends. I'm not even making this up for the sake of story. This isn't hyperbole. My best friends were, were what everyone considered weirdos. Those were my best friends. Yeah. So I was in this really, again, this sort of fluid position, um, where I was faced with, uh, you know, some privilege and I was also faced with a lot of adversity and faced with, um, confusion and then faced with clarity and my whole life has been uh, guided by taking a moment to step out of myself and understand what this decision and what this environment may result in like it has to be because again understanding my you know what I what I do and the the steps that I take as a mixed per, mixed race person could affect my goal or mission negatively mm-hmm. depending on how i'm perceived mm-hmm. so if i go into this situation and they'd be like this this you know this dude looking like you know whoever i don't even michael jackson after the surgery you know <laughs> talking about black power 
You know what I'm saying? Like they might oh, look yeah. at me crazy. Yeah. X Clan. You know, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They'd be like, oh, he, you know, so what does he know? I had that. I actually have a moment where I was at um, the beer. This is uh, after Mike Brown. I was back in Lamert Park. I was at, I was at a, you know, at a, a protest. And I had one of the, this, this brother was like, what you know, what you know about struggle? And I looked at him and I went, I could take this moment and really explain to you that my experience, again, legally, my experience with the police breaking into my house, having to sneak my dad out the window, um, you know, with gang banging on my street, with not, when I was younger, being clearly not white. Clearly. I could do that or I could just go, I know why you feel that way. I know why you are assuming that I'm just here for the ride to post it on my Instagram and, and, and with my with my white that's friends the, with a That's tan. the better conversation. You know what I'm saying? You know I can I mean? understand why. Yeah. I can understand mm-hmm. why. To, to, be, to be able to understand. Totally. I, mean, I remember one time, <laughs> one of the craziest things happened to me. Uh, so I used, to, I used to be a cheerleader. I did yeah. cheerleading for like 12 years. I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah. 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 Woo! And so, uh, I mean, I was teaching this cheer camp in Chicago, like the hood. Right? You can still backflip, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so can you though, right? Yeah. Yeah, barely now. I'm, <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing like flips onto my back just because. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I remember that, that you know, uh, I was in Chicago and I, you know, I was teaching the camp and, you know, they, because there was a lot of black kids, so they used a yeah. lot of like black instructors for, yeah. the, for this cheer camp. And uh, I was, you know, we were getting lunch and, and I remember I was, with a few few black, uh, black people that I, I didn't really, I didn't know them too well, but they were like from Atlanta and shit, and they were like, "You don't like black people, huh?" And Whoa. I was like, uh, I, "Excuse me." Whoa. I was like, "Why?" I was like, "What gives you that idea? Like, yeah. you just stand offish to us?" I go, I, "I'm just a quiet guy, right?" <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Because right, right. you know, in the sense of like, if I don't know people too sure. too well, you know, I, I can be a bit introverted, but right. also like, I'm not trying to be standoffish or like, you know, I, I smile. I'm constantly smiling. Right. Right. But they took, you know, took offense. And then later on, I want to say, I, I, one of one of the one of the instructors, I had to give a ride to the airport yep. after the camp was over. And we're in the car, and we're, we're sitting there talking, and she, she was one of the ones that said I didn't like uh, black people. Yeah. And then she just started asking me questions. And then she goes, I'm so sorry. Wow. She goes, I'm so sorry. And I, she goes, I, I can't believe I said those words to you wow. earlier. And, and. Cause she was like, I, I, I just came in so strong and just assumed yeah. that you came from this good life right. and all this stuff. And, right. And I was like, I mean, I said, I get it. I was like, I completely understand it. You know, wow. like, I, I mean, like there's a, I don't know. I feel like that's the conversation. Yeah. That's the way you have that conversation. Cause I could have easily been like, yo, fuck you. No, straight up. You straight know up. I mean? like, yeah. you straight don't up. Fucking know me. Straight up. How are you going to say that? You don't know who the fuck, but right. I could say that. I could say right. that, but, it, but. You know, stoicism. You yeah. bring it down. And a you comfort know, with yourself, and a comfort, Yeah, and a comfort with myself because I know, I know, what? Right, right. <laughs> I but, hate black people. But that's, but that was, but, that's where I came from on both sides, right? I'm literally like mopping up dudes for using the N-word, like white dudes from my little, from my school, like, bah, bah, like yeah, just going yeah. hands. But also, you know, after, you know, brothers on, on, in the hood try, trying me for so long, it was like, this is how I, this is how I can prove to you I'm also hard. I'm also, I'm a, I'm a part of this part of the culture. Yeah. I'm a beat your ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for real, for real. And that was me being like, you know, I, I didn't even grow to like 5'10", 5'11", till I was in high school, like yeah. late high school. Yeah. I was not big. I was not big. So like, 
the all the manhood thing the 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 blackness thing but also me just again being a complete misfit i had i felt i was misidentifying my sadness with anger and utilizing that as a as a card to go you need to respect me and this part of me and it, mm. i just came to this realization even when i was fighting whether i was fighting white people or black people over this i was fighting for my blackness either way it didn't switch up it was going hey you can't say that around me just because I'm light-skinned. And hey, you can't say that to me just because so I'm light-skinned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm constantly fighting for it. And now, and then I had to go back and realize why. And just like you, right? Now I'm able to go, okay, I can see where you're coming from on that one. I can see where you're coming from. I can see now. I'm I not going to gonna yell at you. I'm not yeah, going to... Yeah, yeah. I see, I you're see where from. you're coming from. Yeah. John Stewart just did that um, with the Dave Chappelle monologue at, 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 in SNL. Uh-huh. Um, he spoke, you know, I guess on behalf of Jewish community and was like, basically people, if you're, if you're curious, uh, Dave Chappelle did that opening skit. Yeah. And SNL and he, and he really went for it. Right. He really, with the knowledge, knowing what he was stepping into, which I think he does best. best. He walks into it and tries to explain his side as well as, uh, 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 what is the word I'm looking for? Appreciating and understanding and also monitoring other sides, right? Yeah. His own, in his own sense. And John Stewart was like, look, if we can't come to the table and discuss, because these are, there was pieces, I can't, I'm, I don't want to like misquote him, but he said, yeah. basically there was elements of truth in what Dave Chappelle said in that one and what other people say in jokes, in comedy. And if we can't come to the table and talk about the elements of truth, then we're never going to get anywhere, Right. Mm-hmm. If we can't, That's a great point. You know, and understanding, of course, like understanding. There's a there's um context to everything, contextual context, yeah. understanding of everything. Of course, yeah. of course. But I do think that there's a space at some point where we're gonna have to be able to sit down and and talk to somebody who might be diametric to us. And and I don't think it's gonna st- start in government. Let me just keep it super no, super real. It's not gonna be in government. It's gonna be like you at the coffee shop in uh in Modesto in California. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and someone walks up to you and says, looks at you crazy, and you go, I can see how you would think that. Would you like to know why I look like this? Yeah. Would you like to know why I'm here? That's the best. That's the. I'm telling you, that's the best part. You know what I'm saying? I've been I, some of my favorite conversations. This is what I'm saying, and I, and again, like, I, I, I sort of ebb and flow and fluctuate through, you know, moments of militance and moment, you know, where I'm like, no, there's a hard line here, but 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 ultimately, ultimately, nothing other than death is finite right or excuse me nothing other nothing other yeah nothing other than death is certain mm-hmm. right Facts. it's like it's like so i don't really know if everything i say right now the same way we can sit here and and critique angles or marks or mm-hmm. you know like let we we can do that we can do it as communist you know people my, my, you know, as a communist you can, can be like okay well well that was kind of wild like back then you know they they believe this but the the root of the theory is it uh, it stands it's it, it holds water it holds weight i believe that we need to remember that in 20 50 100 years from now we're going to be like damn i can't believe i sa-, or we're or they'll look back at us be like, woo! You remember when woo. the activists would used to say this mm-hmm. and do this, you, 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 and 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 it will. Oh, and I'll tell you, and I tell, yeah. and I'll tell you why it will. Because 
think back as far as like uh, we'll even go back to the king and kings and queens era, yep. and the way they would just slaughter people yeah. for the most simple shit. Like yeah. if you didn't yeah. make me laugh, oh, I could it's kill a rap. you. It's a rap. It's a rap. Yeah. And we look in in our society today, we look at that like what? Yo, what like real talk. And so, of course, it will happen. Of course, like a hundred years from now, Dude. people will be like, "Damn, they were doing that." Dude, even on some radical shit, let's talk about Malcolm X, like. You know the 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 curiosity in in his in his passing is who did it? You know what I'm saying like, yeah. and who plotted it? Who pushed? Was it? And you know him sort of removing himself, you know, from from nation of Islam, from you know, or yeah. even even um, Martin Luther King. You know, if you read a book called I Might Not Get There with You, it actually humanizes, and there was a huge uh, backlash from a lot of the black community particularly the black black academic community with this book because the author i believe it was uh, eric dyson jr i believe he said he was explaining the indiscretion the 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 human qualities of of martin luther king right we deified him and for you know and and rightfully so right this man changed the world in so many ways but he was also a person with issues a person who you know may have not necessarily been technically been a doctor may have not yeah. exact may have had some you know there may be some infidelity like that to me it didn't make me go oh he's no longer perfect i don't believe in what he what he said it goes he wasn't perfect and it makes me believe more that i can do that too because i'm not perfect yep yeah so yeah. i can be i can be great even with my imperfections and so I think that, you know, I think it's coming to terms with these things and understanding ourselves as whole beings and whole beings being our imperfections, being our missteps, being our misunderstanding um, of ourselves and of each other. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I there's I'm, again, I'm not going to name names, but there's like bands out there that were upset with me when I started Fever because of the, the, some of the utilization of certain language, certain radical language and assuming that. You know, I wasn't doing my part when it came to, you know, if, if money came in and didn't understand that, you know, um, 33% of all net profits were going to uh, select charities and didn't didn't know that I had a 501c3 branded fund and, you know, didn't they, didn't they just saw me saying this thing and seeing that Travis Barker and John Feldman were involved and they was like, well, this has got to be cap. This can't be real. Like he can't really be trying to revolutionize nothing with these people involved, and didn't ask me, didn't, didn't ask me what I was saying. Look, look all the shit Zach Delaroche did with this band, a master on a massive scale, you know who came from hardcore, inside out, inside out, all, baby, all, yeah, and all the stuff they talk and sang about no in the mainstream, surrender. and it inspired so many people to pay attention to what's going on That's the government, and everything. That's what I'm saying. And they were big too, and they still keep it one. And they came back. Look, I they know. came back. All these people being like. He left because of this and that. And look, he did. Shut, look, low key, I got to keep it super real. I, <laughs> I got to keep it super real. Motherfuckers be like, hey, man, I bet Zach would love you. And I keep it so real. I'm like, no, he would not. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. You remind me of him, though. I'm going to say that. I your appreciate music, that. too, and watching footage of you and the sound. Too. I yeah. appreciate that. I yeah. appreciate it. I, I, I'm, and again, this is my self-critique, right? I'm like, look, the... And oh, this is so. This is such a good conversation. <laughs> For everybody, give you all some insight. The moment I walked in, before we turned these mics on, I was talking to the boys about, you know, just sort of rebranding my this this project and, and putting it in in more spaces where you know more radical thought can be encouraged, more radical radically leaning people can be involved, um, more people of color can be involved. Rebranding, opening up, switching it up because we've been placed in a, in a spot 
where I think that most people from afar would look and be like, oh, that, that ain't me. Like, that ain't me. Even though the things we're talking about, the project itself really does speak to, um, you know, people like myself who are like y'all, you know, who are who came up on, on a lot of radically um, directed learning and education and, you know, people from the hood and people from like, but because of where we've been placed or what we're surrounded with environmentally, musically, sometimes people are like, oh, no, they're on a festival with, I'm not going to say it, but you're on this rock festival. Yeah. They can't really like Tupac or they can't really like you know Lil Uzi or whatever so because of that same reason I think to myself I'm like I feel like Zach Delarogo would be like nah like (laughs) yeah he'd be like he'd be like nah because of this and And look I I truthfully can understand it can understand it but I can guarantee if him and I were to get down and just sit and talk you know, totally. the perception of each other might be a little... Well, I love him, but, but his perception yeah, yeah. of me would be different. But also, I think, it's, I think it's good for people to have that self-awareness, too, so that perhaps if you need to position yourself in a way where you want to be seen um, as the person you see yourself as, yes. sometimes it is good to understand how people you look up to may perceive you. I, I, uh, Cornell West had critiques about ta Coates, and these are two of my favorite black academics, you know, social critics, everything. And seeing them not align really made me comfortable with thinking that Zach may not fuck with fever. And mm. I and understand why, you know, and really understand why. So, I, I mean, I think that that's a lesson in life, a life lesson um, that we that we can onboard and be okay. I'm okay with that because I know where I stand and I know what I do and I know how, you know, I involve myself in, my, in local politics and I know how I still have the charities and I know how I still go back to my little youth and government program, mock legislature and court, shouts out Westchester delegation, go back and, 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 and do what I can to equip these kids to fight the fight that I know we have to on a systemic level. Mm. I know I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Even if people want to, I know I talked to Emery Douglas, you know, via Vic Mensa. Shouts out, Vic. Thank you for this. Uh, getting me in touch with Emery Douglas, talking about the man who aestheticized the Black Panther Party for self defense about using the Black Cat logo, full body cat that we have on our merch for what for this project. Going, are you okay with this? And here's why I want to do it. He said, as long as you do it for this brother, then that's what that that is part of the fight. That is why we did it. You can take that. You can have your own iteration of it. Wow. No one's gonna ask me that. No, they's gonna be like. Man, look at again. Look at this fool out here with like a fake Black Panther looking motherfucker. Like you know what I'm saying? Trying yeah. to brand it, but in reality, it's my way of honoring and carrying that over. Because anybody that pulls up to the Fever website immediately, you hit or well, they they change it now because of all the um the shows we had to reschedule. But before you'd pull up and immediately you're hit with the uh an opportunity to to donate to these charities, these branded awesome. funds. Every merch piece, every every ticket you bought. That went to a local charity in, in the city we were in. I, you know, I would align us with charities and we would do um, donations through every ticket. So I made it as easy as possible because because charity and revolution can seem very abstract because they want it to, right? They don't want people knowing that you could just one day open up a book and 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 want to rage against the machine. <laughs> they they don't want you to know that. So what I'm trying to do in this world, in a modern world, in a technologically driven world, is that. All you have to do is buy a piece of merch. All you have to do is buy a ticket. And if you want to go further, you can go and click that link and give more money uh, to this this charity or that charity. Or that. Yeah. But I'm I'm really trying to make it just as easy as possible for people to be a part of the ch- of change. 
you know yeah. and that's, that's my way of doing it so. i love i love this conversation because like i had a list of like all the all the bands you've been in, pressure <laughs> cracks, PB3, the yeah. Let Live, all the records you put out. But people can listen to that and Google that. But this conversation is incredible because we're talking Thanks about too. getting real deep about just life and just everything, man. Yeah. And it gets me, and people get to hear the person behind all this music. Yeah. Even if you know, know, know your lyrics and know what you're about, this is like, fuck, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know, you yeah. Know? I, yeah, I know exactly what, what about said. What about gentlemen in real life? You still have that Ooh, brand, girl man. brand? Yeah, see that? Again, that was, I don't... Um, I have the LLC because I use the DBA, but actually that that very thing that was goes back to this was meant we were supposed to have this conversation <laughs> when you were talking about this like the idea of being a man and manhood and all these things, yeah. uh, but but the illusion the illusion of manhood at least that's what gentlemen in real life aside from you know I, we were doing everything locally using um, local artists and 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 you know makers and everything was made in the US and trying to support lo local yeah. all those things all that aside all those ethics aside was also trying to use the acronym that girl so gentleman in real life acronymically reads girl which to me means that there's a level of sensitivity a level of self care that we as men are told we can't have because it's not manly it's not manly to put beard oil in and print you know it's not manly <laughs> to have to, to moisturize the skin petty. you know what I'm saying it's not man yeah it's not manly hard, you feel bro. me let's go what yeah. <laughs> it's like and all these ideas of what it means to be a man. So I, I wanted to use this acronym to uh, to sort of speak to the fact that it is manly. It, it and I don't even hate saying that. It but it is okay for a man to take care of himself. Yeah, it's okay for everyone. But in this world, they're you know they're carving it out to where like you're seen as softer. Mm -hmm. And then if you're softer, then you're vulnerable. If you're vulnerable, you're 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 a target. You're weak. You're, you're weak. And all you know, these, things. All these yeah. things. So. Yeah, that was that was just an effort in that way, and I think it went pretty well. Um, it was just like for me, I have another thing that I want to try to do that now it would evolve and 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 again offer more, hopefully offer jobs to my friends and more people, um, and hopefully you know kind of speak to this new era that I'm in with like Fever and everything. So yeah. I'll, I'll release that soon. So um, what's on the horizon for Fever right now? What's I know I saw a show we might be playing together in Europe. Yeah. But I can't tell right now like. It's a three-day fest. Like, who's really gonna play what day? But it'd be so sick to play with you guys. But yeah. what do you have? What do you have coming up, dude? Honestly, I have a complete, like, it's a whole know, transformation. Okay. You know, like I, I started this project. Um, I told the story on my Instagram recently. Trav pulled up to me. Travis Barker pulled up to me. At the Air One, dude. At Air One, straight up. I'm, I'm singing these. What year, dude? 2016. Okay. 2000. No, 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 no. It's 2000. 17. 2017. Was this while you were in Let Live or after? It, just, it was while I was in Let Live, but okay. it was like the end of Let Live. Like we wasn't, it was just falling apart for various reasons. Okay. Um, And so he pulls up to me and because of Ati, Atiana, his daughter, yeah. one of his daughters, she told him about me and because she had seen me because she knew Let Live in that's the store. That's so crazy, man. Isn't that wild? That's like his friends with her too. Yeah, that's really cool. So like, he wow. pull, so he pulls up. At least that's the story I heard. Yo, Max, come here. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. It's man. crazy, huh? So wow. he pulls up and he's like, "You know what are you doing?" Basically, you know what are you doing? I'm like, "Oh well, I'm um selling cookies." <laughs> like, you know, Atiana told Travis about him. Oh really? And he was yeah. working at Air One when Travis ran into him, dude. And she was a fan. No way. And Which Air One? The one in Calabasas. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, wow. it's a good Air One. And what's crazy, isn't it? And what's crazy about that is, I w this is how like <laughs> how far from 
this situation I should have been or seemingly should have been. I was actually working for my family friend's company demoing these vegan gluten, the vegan gluten free version. So you were in there like promoting demo that. guy. Okay, okay. I was the demo guy. All right. I'm, I'm the guy that motherfuckers be like, please stop offering me shit to yeah. you. know, like that was me. Seriously. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was me. So I did, I was doing that and Ati came and she was like, aren't you in let live? And I was like, yeah. She's like, what are you guys doing? I was like, uh, well, I'm about to have a kid, so I've just had to get this job because it's not really doing anything right now. And she was like, wow. And, sh- and she said, oh, we talked for a minute. And then she bounces, and then Trav pulls up, like, you know, like 45 minutes later or something, <laughs> an hour later or something. And um, he he was like, what are you doing? And he, I was like, oh, uh, hi. And just pretended like, pretended like I don't know one, Like selling a product at Air One, like some vegan gluten-free cookies. Yeah, demoing the products. Wow. Like just trying to get people to like this cookie. Like you, mean, I, you remember the company, Delicious. Okay, and cool. that look, I shout out Delicious and V Luscious is the vegan uh, arm of the company, and okay. it's amazing. You know what, dude? We'll do this again, or I'll just come over and yeah. bring you some. Okay, They're bet. amazing. Okay, amazing. So um, I'm doing that. He pulls up. I pretend like I don't even know who this man is. <laughs> come on now, stop playing. He goes up, and I'm like, hi. <laughs> he goes, hey, and I and I grab a dude. I had these like you know those little like. Things that they put like little pills in, those little cup things that are like this big or, yeah. or like a shot, tiny. I had like a little cookie cut out in it. I said, would you like a cookie? This man says, no. I said, strike one. <laughs> I was like, all right. He goes, no. But um, wh- what are you doing? Uh, you're in a band. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, well, you know, saw videos, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, word. Um, Yeah, dude. And he's like, do you know John Feldman? I was like, yeah, I know John Feldman. Uh, he actually has been quite good to me throughout my little career. He's like, oh well, um, and then he kind of stops. He goes, this is, you and you'll 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 like totally understand this moment. He stops. He looks. He goes, hey, wait, do you know what? An e- this is so Travis. I, this is what I love about this pool. He goes, have you had an E3 live shot? I said, a what? He goes, have you had an E3 live shot? I'm like, nah, like I don't know what the fuck, boy. I'm in like a fucking. Passat wagon that I bought for fifteen hundred dollars because I was having a kid. Like my shit broke down like three weeks later. I was like, I, I don't, I don't buy these shots. They're too expensive. And he goes, he goes, hold on. And he goes and he gives me E three live shot. Right, I can't make this up. That's like I amazing. can't make. Boom, hits me with the E three live shot. I'm holding it. He goes, wait, you got to get like a chaser. All right, again, this is when I, I mean, I knew Travis had it. You know, he was nice with the financials, but I was like, oh, this man balling. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> he go. He go, hold on. I think he's going to get like an apple or an orange. You know, you know, a little chaser, a little fruit chaser you yeah. get. This man came back with a damn smoothie. He brought me a smoothie that was like $20, $18 after yeah, my one price. Yeah. The Air one price. You feel me? He came back yeah. with that as a chaser. And I said, oh, it's like that, Travis Bark. Yeah. I said, I said, okay, okay. So he, so I'm now I'm thinking, okay, maybe he fucks with me. Like maybe he fucks with me. Cool. So then do that and we start talking. He goes, yo, well, we should get up. I was like, uh yeah for sure yeah thinking to myself like this man is doing so much like maybe he's just hype right now and he just you know i didn't really think anything was gonna happen and then um so we you know he daps me up he's all right well we'll, i'll I'll call john i was like all right for sure yeah cool and as he's leaving he's like at the the airwan bar thing whatever and he's like showing somebody a video on his phone and he leaves and when he leaves the airwan bar two people come up to me and say are you in a band i said Oh yeah, like what they said. Um, do you know that Travis? <laughs> he literally said, "Do you know that Travis Barker um, like likes your band or something?" 
I was like, what do you mean? They go, he just came and like showed us videos of you. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's so Fucking crazy. Fucking amazing. Bro, dude. so I'm just saying all that to say this. Shout out to Trav. Shouts man. out Fucking to Trav real for real. Shouts out to Trav. Like, I was down bad, bro. Like, my band at the time, like, I was really, again, I was really, really immersing myself in um, a lot of the, you know, the political side, social political side of it. I mean, Let Live has always, had always been that, but I was like involving myself in it more radically. And so it was kind of like, you know, we were kind of not seeing eye to eye on some things and artistically and uh, uh, politically, whatever. And so I was in a position where um, I thought that it was kind of falling apart and I was having a kid. I had nothing. I had nothing. I had no money. I just come back from a tour. You'll feel this. I came back from a six-week tour, my nigga, with $500. Wow. Low key. Everyone's like, let live. Who's got? No, dude. I came back with $500. It wasn't a headline tour, so I'll, I'll give that caveat, but $500 after six weeks in Still, Europe, bro. In Europe. So I'm like, nah, this is crazy. So Trav, you know, Trav really did. Trav and John Feldman really grabbed me at a time and pulled me up and helped me start this project. So I get into... Like this, I get we're sitting down in John's um like uh dining area and him and Travis go, What do you want to do? And I said, and I took a risk, you know. I, I think I said it to these two people. I said, I wanna do black punk rock. Just straight up. I wanna do black punk rock. And they was like kinda like it was quiet for a second and then and then they both go, All right, like cool. And what what does that look like? I'm like, Well, it's like I love hip hop, I love rap music. I think that there's no better time than right now for the intersection of real rap music and real punk rock to meet. And for people, you know, you know, we seeing Travis Scott in an Exodus t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like we're seeing Playboy yeah. Cardi, you know, with a stage dive. Um, Cardi the Creator too. All you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the, you know what I'm saying? That was yeah. like the cover of their albums and yeah. shit. So I'm like, this is the moment. But how do we open the bridge again specifically for BIPOC black and POC people to come from their side of things to come over here to rock music because we got plenty of white faces at a Kanye show. We got plenty of white people at, at a goddamn Drake show. But what about black people? And I'm talking about black people from everywhere, black people from the middle class, upper class, from the hood c coming over to, to rock music for real, for real, being at the shows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And shouts out to Turnstile real quick for like, I was just, making that space I was that literally space just going like to say that. that. When I went, the first time I saw them Talk live, every I was episode, like, no matter yo, what. Yeah, shouts out to Turnstile. First time I saw I them you. live, when we went to see them at the Novo or whatever. <laughs> I got Nova, that I was like, I, I was like, I see what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? I saw it. I saw it all was like of, It was, was like a like, cultural I collision. I love it. So all that. So I told Everybody. that to them. You know what I'm saying? I told that to them. And they were like, yeah, all right, cool. Like, let's um let's do that. Like, let's let's do it. And we we got to it and we hit it. And immediately we was like, this is it. And so it all started with me, Travis, and John Feldman. And then I called the homies to tour. Um, and we started touring and shit. And then as of recent, like, you know, they, you know they're not with me anymore on, like, the live side of things. Um, but to anybody listening that knows Fever that's, that's curious, to, to answer your question after all this shit, Toby. <laughs> answer your question is, Fever is, um, for me, I want it to be like an autonomous, standalone entity as a project where people can go and participate and can glean, um, you know, some inspiration from, some ideology from, some art from, and adopt that themselves. And, and you know, despite whether it's me or two people or four people or ten people, whoever's involved, I want this thing to be an essence in and of itself. So that's really what I'm working on right now is fever as a culture moving forward. That's what I'm working on in 2023 is just really making this like a cultural entity 
um, that survives no matter what or who's involved as long as the people are involved. So I love that, man. Yeah. So you have new, new stuff coming out? Yeah. Oh, bro, I've been, look, I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it publicly on yours. You get the exclusive. <laughs> I was just working with Dim Joints. Um, he's uh, part of Aftermath. Dre's, like he's a yeah, Dr. Yeah. Dre producer. Wow. So I got to like, I'm doing that. I've been working with a bunch of stuff with my homies, like some real West Coast gangster rock shit. Like, like I'm talking like Voyagers, Prophets, like, woo, like, yeah. you know, like, and guitars, rapping, yelling, singing, like, with a, a kick, uh, kick on the one snare on the three like Amazing, man. like i'm really trying to create a genre that i just haven't heard yet even if it's just a feeling you know yeah. so that's what i'm on i love that man yeah i think you'll like i really think you'll get it i really think you'll get I'm it i'm excited to hear it yeah dude um well fuck man this is beautiful yes know, <laughs> we did it i was gonna yeah, ask you to consider it. yourself an optimist or pessimist but you seem super positive yeah man. yeah yeah 100 i have to be yeah i have to be you know, I, otherwise I wouldn't be able to commit myself to the better in the atrocities that I know are there. Keeping it real, right? Keeping yeah. it super real. Like I know how crazy this world is. Yeah. I know how crazy, again, everything from veganism to politics and how they intersect. Yeah. Like this world is on fire, but we hold, we have the hoses. We have the buckets of we, water. Yeah. We just gotta, yeah. yeah, we gotta get together and yeah. just drop them. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love, I love your energy, man. I, I love, yeah. yeah. This I feel your passion amazing. and everything yeah. you, you do, bro. man. It's Thank beautiful, you, man. Sorry, Thank Toby. you. But if people want to hear all your music, they can Google all that. Yeah. yeah. And hear the songs. And um, you have a top five MCs. Woo! That's <laughs> I. Knew, you know what's crazy? I knew you were gonna ask me that. <laughs> um, it's Pac for show. Currently, Kendrick, like he's like. Okay, the record I I haven't stopped listening to the record since it came out at least a couple on, times bro. a week. It's an art piece. The things it, he's talking about, yes. abuse, yeah. div- d- divorce, the vulnerability yeah. in that album. Yes, his auntie. Yes, yeah, and dude. I, and I just hope it didn't go over this generation's head of how like how deep and poetic yes. it is, dude. Do you know what I'm saying? That's track. That's, that that's why when we saw him live, I was like, yeah, you we y'all saw him? We always yeah, saw we him live this tour. Uh, at a, at a uh, crypto? No, we saw him at Honda at, Center. Honda Center. You went to? I went to crypto. We all went together. It was like, it was magic. That it was performance. Like, oh, come on, man. Come on. He is the truth. He is everything, every single thing that I want, not from rap, not from punk rock, not from classical, not from fucking polka. Yeah. He's what I want from music. Yeah. yeah he man. is an artist. 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 And... It's amazing. So Kendrick all day. Like, yeah, somebody told me that like, uh, what's that one that that concert that happens all around the country? Me and Max went to it. it Which one? The hip hop festival that's everywhere. oh Rolling Loud. Yeah, Roll, yeah. Rolling Loud. I, I read something or saw something that everybody was going totally insane for Kendrick. I mean, they're going insane for everybody else, and then there was almost like a communal message wow. that got spread throughout the crowd saying that. We shouldn't go crazy for Kendrick. We should just listen. Wow. And and that like gave me goosebumps. Like more kids listened and watched and they went really crazy for him. They, they took it all in because he's like a teacher. Yeah. Yes. I just hope the generation like my sons and everybody who loves Kendrick, all their other records, yep. that this one was so deep and heavy. It didn't go over their heads. Totally. There, there was a lot of gems on there, man. It's totally. a beautiful masterpiece, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. He's got a bunch of Grammy nods and stuff. Hell yeah. As well as Turnstile. Three, three Grammy nods. Yes, yeah, saw three that. Grammy. Shouts out to him for real. Shouts out. So we got Tupac and Kendrick. What else? Tupac Kendrick, um, <laughs> Lewis Logic. He like just kind of okay. like really, yeah. um, not Logic, but Lewis Logic. Yeah, not Logic. Okay. He he uh, he he got bars. A lot of bars. I bars. can't even front on Logic like for yeah. real. Um, and and That's then three. You look my my ex actually. Her name is Syra. She's from New York. She was one of the dopest like 
MC artist I'd ever seen. Actually, that's like what I was a fan of hers okay. before. So I got a shout out to her real quick. She's super dope and a, and a woman in the game. And then uh, yeah, one more, one more, one. No East Coast, huh? Well, that's <laughs> no. There's got to be someone from the East Coast. You didn't fuck with like Wu Tang or Guru or Inspect the Deck. Ooh, Damn, that's, that's a, a good field. one. Yeah, that, that's yeah, a good yeah, one. Yeah, wow, yeah, for sure. That's yeah. a really good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enter the woo, like, uh, like that, like him oh. on that was like, like I connect chambers, with that. Thirty six oh, chambers, love, love it. Wow. And I think he slept on. He is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, he's crazy he's with it. Crazy. He's nice with yeah, and, yep. and so he gets slept on. So I'm gonna shout flow, him out. His flow is fucking. That's amazing. what. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. His flow was almost like a drum beat. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I feel it. Like it's like weird. I don't know how to explain it. Like that's percussive. Yeah, it's, it's percussive. percussive. It's percussive. Absolutely. Yes. It's like Freddie Mercury sang percussive. Yeah. Michael Jackson percussive. Percussive. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I love that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, deck for sure. And to lose your five. Yeah, I'd say so. Fuck. And then last question: Do you have any major regrets in your life? Man. Nah. <laughs> nah, nah, like low key. Nah, I, I can tell. Nah, I really don't. I really, I sincerely, as corny as this sounds, like I, tr- I truly believe that every single decision I made has to be believe. I have to believe it's part of my journey, and I just have to learn from it. Yeah. Like otherwise, I'm just gonna be depressed, and I'm just gonna be upset, and that doesn't. That's not conducive of of any type of spiritual, um, success or emotional and mental success. So nah, 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 nah no. And no, then what was like the last? That's how Max feels. Yeah. And then what about was your last real job that you had like a boss? I guess that cookie company. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the selling <laughs> cookies. Low that key. was like 2016. And yo, I hadn't had a job from that point. I hadn't had a job for years. So, so I went living on music. Yeah. Low key. And I, look, this, I'm Did talking. Did you become a dad? When yeah. When I became a dad, I started uh, doing gear with Golden Voice. See? And I was loading gear for all these bands who might have opened it. Like, why are you doing this? I'm like, yo, I just had a kid. See? And I, and I was loading gear and I, it was. It's a different type of humble, yeah, right? It's a bro. different type of humble. And I was, people tried to take pictures with me while I was loading their van. Yo, yo, same. Setting up the stage and shit. Dude, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was a crazy time yo. for my life. But I never wanted more after doing that for a year to get back and make a new record. Yep. Go yep. back on tour. Facts, though, facts. And inspired me to make nothing to prove after that. Facts, facts. I oh, that's wild. Wow. Yeah, I was on hiatus. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. And I was doing that, like sweating. I was hiring Isaac and Danny Boy. I had all these people working for me, loading gear and shit. I didn't, that's, I did not know that. Shout that's out, crazy. Shout out but I was working, no disrespect to the people I work with, but there was some, I was working with a bunch of, you know, people that I really wouldn't hang out in real life. And I started hiring my right. boys to come in. You know what I'm right, saying? Like, right, right, right. Couple of dudes with suspect tattoos, you know, weird yeah, shit. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, I went and worked Coachella for two weeks, and I built the stages. I stayed out there with Stop. some random people. I got paid really well, but I built the stages all day long in the sun. And, and Coldplay was, was playing. And I was Coldplay was playing. I was too tired to watch my favorite band because I was like, wow. a wor- I was like a worker that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did that for my son because that's. I was like, shit, I gotta really go out there and that's do this. That's it. Look, I'm gonna tell people this right now. This, if you take nothing else from this, take this right here. When I had my son. Anybody who's about to be a dad or wants to be, when I have my son, people be like, oh man, like the, the, it's, it can seem burdensome or it can be like, it makes things hard or, oh, like the ball, you know, oh, there's another responsibility. I became the best worker, the best friend, the best artist 
I could ever have been because I was laser focused because it was about someone else other than myself. Facts. Do you know what I'm saying? Facts. I had to be true to myself to represent myself as a real person to my son so that he saw what it means to live in passion. I had to be, you know, uh, concise and and, and let, leave the bullshit behind so that I wasn't mentally burdened so I could get there and make sure that I could wake up because my wife had to carry the kid. So I'm, I'm doing the feedings at night, you know, when she was done breastfeeding, like, I'm out, I'm waking up, I'm doing the morning shift. You got to be mentally fit. You got to be prepared. So I laser focused my whole existence thanks to my son. My son did not do anything to me, not one negative element. Not one. Same. Throwing up on me, shitting on me, yelling at me, keeping me up. Pissing on you. Pissing on me. All of that, it means nothing. It means nothing when you look into their eyes, which I'm sure, you know, you look yeah. into the eyes. Now and we're getting you, super emo You know dad. what I'm saying, though? Yeah. And you go, you're the change. All that shit I was singing about, all that shit I was talking about, you're, you are it. Yeah. You're every little thing that I believed I could be that maybe got knocked out of me or institutionalized out of me or shaken from me or taken from me. It's like you're, you're, you're reborn, it. too, in a sense. Dude. And you're re-energized and you have these... New visions, how you see That's the world it. and how you want to go That's even it. harder. Shouts out Max though for real, yes. dude. I see it, bro. I see it. Like I low key I low key would like be on y'all's Instagrams and shit and be like, I wanna do that. I wanna Thank do you, that. Man. No, I'm for real. Like low key. Like, well, you changed my life, Max. Even though you're paying the ass a lot, like <laughs> me and mama having you, you know what I mean? Like someday you probably look back on your life traveling, all the shit you've done at a young age, all your experiences, all the people you met, all the different like journeys you had with me. Like having a kid changed everything for me, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. It made me like see the world in such different eyes. It made me more emotional. It made me yep. really want to watch violent things, all kinds yes. of things. So as much as you're like you're laughing right now, like, <laughs> I'm just saying it's like, real. It's fucking life changing. It's real. No, it's we, real. We, so we, <laughs> yo, this was three hours, which was oh, fucking shit. epic. <laughs> but we're gonna do we're gonna do a part two just about music. But this was Let's fucking go. incredible. And like yeah, this I'm so happy to to meet you and be, now become more of a friend with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're gonna all beautiful. have a friendship yeah. together moving off. I love it. Internet and this shit. I love it. It's beautiful, man. Hearing your story, man. You're mad yeah, inspiring. Thanks for, dude. thanks for you know delivering dude, it all. Yeah. Both thanks ways. Dude. Both ways. Yeah. And no, I mean so. it. I told you this on Instagram years ago. It's like <laughs> just it's sliding in your DMs and shit. <laughs> low key, like who's this? Um, no. I low key really believe that not just hardcore, not just none of like just in this game, this industry, and in this world, the way that it's set up, having people that want to engage the way that you do. And show the world that being a real person, being a real dad, um, is also part and parcel with being a real artist, with being a career musician, is just so important, dude. So I just want to say thank you for doing that. And truly, without even knowing it, inspiring me, like for real. Thank like, you, and man. this is, dude, let, like, come on now. H2O, like, obviously, dude. Like, let's not, <laughs> let's not, like, glaze over it. Like, obviously. Like, come you. on, bro. What? So, I mean, dude, I used to, just tell you this I used to say like H2O go before doing skate tricks just cause I thought it was like a vibe wow <laughs> like come on bro like Dude, thank come you, on so, that's pretty hard <laughs> so anyway just like thank you bro like thank you for real for what you do for all of us whether you know it or not your energy is it's on thank you thank you man Yeah. this is this is my favorite episode man I know I say it all the time man but 
Dude, almost 200 episodes. You're gonna make him cry, man. <laughs> I know. It's gonna be, I'm an emotional person, but yeah, dude, mad yeah, love man. to you, man. Yeah. Anything you want to say, Chappelle? No, this is great. It's fucking yeah, incredible, yeah. man. Yeah, I love it. Mad love. Fuck. <laughs> and they can find you on the internet. I see you. Know, yeah. I see you. Know, you're really on there. You check DMs. Are you like? Yeah, I'm like, I'm really on right now. Okay. I'm like, I'm like really like switching it up so I can be there for people. So yeah. Is there like a website view or just your Instagram? That's it. Just my Instagram, but I am about to pull up and do some like type shit like this. I'm yeah. trying to expand it a little bit. Yeah. Good so. deal. Fucking yeah. hey, man. Wow. Thank mind, you. mind blown. I feel fucking. <laughs> thank you for being here, bro. Thank you, brother. That was amazing. Thank, bye, everybody. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swiped the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to Removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 remover treatments done. 100 locations, U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology, cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code tobyh 2 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out. Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch, and anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests. Taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water. Love your brand. Love what you stand for. Love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby. You get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst. Stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives.